to down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 58 of the Art of War Than Other podcast. My name, as always, is Adam Camilleri, until I choose to change it, and I'm joined once again by Stuart, the kid trainer. Uh, how you doing, brother? Welcome back. Uh, thank you. I'm uh, ecstatic to be here again. You guys didn't uh, kick me off with your, your thunderous uh, booze or anything like that, so I'm back, and I'm excited. No. Dude, they mostly just come for me these days, and uh, it's fine. But it's very rare they go after one of my guests. Oh, but I'll cop, I'll cop a bit. I but don't even understand how they could be sick of your sultry tones. Oh, how can never, it not be? Never understand I'm, it. I'm all around you. Uh, in 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 all, never mind. Um, <laughs> we're here to do part two of the Great Eyes Codex. We're going to be starting at the relics. But uh, last last episode was really well received. Thank you to everybody who's given us uh, feedback. I know there's a lot of. Um, really excited Grey Knight players out there. A lot of people were getting a little bit down in the dumps or bored with the faction because that had very little love over such a long time, being one of the first books in 8th edition. Um, and so, yeah, it's just really nice to be seeing all the Grey Knight players coming out of the woodwork, dusting off their models, being really excited about the future of their faction. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue that momentum for you because we've got the, a whole another half of this codex to review. But uh, before we get stuck into that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this show and what it's about. So I started this show with the premise of um, Warhammer these days, Warhammer 40k, is a very hard game to uh, pay attention to all the time, to keep up with, to study, which is what you have to do if you want to play at a high level, if you want to stay competitive. And staying current has never been more difficult. So I started out of War Down Under. I, I was Joshua Diffie lit a, fin, a lit a fire under my ass and told me I needed to start putting out some content again because um, we'd slowed down on the streaming side of things. And I racked my brain about what does the scene need. And I feel I felt like this is what the scene needed. It needed an outlet for people who could just plug in a show, listen to the new content that's come out from hopefully being discussed at a very high level or a very thorough level. I'm not saying I always get it right, I don't. Um, but, you know, and, and to see it happen, they can sit down, they can paint some models or go about their day, hell, drive to work and just absorb the new stuff that's coming out, not have to, you know, run out and buy an expensive book if they can't afford it. Please, by all means, do go support your local store, support GW, we're putting out this stuff for you. But um, so you can sit down, absorb the new stuff, not have to, you know, chase the meta or get bad touched by it 10 times on the other side of the table before you realize, you know, what things can do. You could just go back, listen to a show like mine, etc. This is a two-part show. Um, the first part of this comes out has uh, and forever all the review of the actual content will forever be free will ever, will forever be in the first part of this and then the review of stuff where we unpack it we build this with it i talk to the experts and get the hot takes on it will be in the part two where we start um you know for, for Stu and i last week we started building lists talking about archetypes going in and out of some of the the best and uh worst matchups for gray knights and uh for the, the part two of this episode i was i had mr ben sherwin uh, my good man, Mitch Pelham, and a wonderful European player by the name of Arnie on to discuss their hot takes of the Grey Knight Codex, all having very interesting and unique perspectives, except for the, the everyone everyone seemed to agree on uh, three units, three key units being the core of the army moving forward. We'll discuss those in a bit more detail when we get to it. But the part two of this is available over on Patreon or on theartofwar40k.com where you can purchase this podcast in addition to the second part of it. In addition to, if you'd so like, uh, the bundle deal, getting the second part to all of the amazing Art of War Down Under podcasts. Sorry, 
Art of War podcast and the backlog of the Art of War Dana <laughs> podcast, the full library. Um, otherwise, you can join us here on Patreon. Blah, blah, blah. I've said enough. Let's move on. Let's talk about some stuff. My dude, where did we leave off last time? So we left off last time talking about the stratagem section, which I know you were very positive about. It is a I pretty am. cool stratagem section. I, 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 think, uh, I think I've actually grown to love it even more in uh, some more of the games that I've played. It's just, oh. it's just nice. I think it's going by the wayside. Just how damn good that suite of stratagems are. I think GW is making up, making it up to you for how yeah. absolutely garbage the ones you got in Eighth Edition were. Oh yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I can't say that I uh, started playing Grey Knights when we were in the the real low point of our career. I jumped on after Psychic Awakening, but I, mm-hmm. I can tell you that uh, having just look at looked at the remains of what the the hellfire that was, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, God. Man, well, well, you can sit. I remember doing the uh, the G, uh, reviewing GSC with my mates and going through what what, Grain, what um, GSC got in their strat when they first came out. And then I remember being like, "So this is where we're at with stratagems." And then I'm like, "I'm going to go and have a look at like the, the you know the old Space Ring Codex and the Grey Knight Codex and just see what they had." I'm like, "They've got nothing. They had nothing." Oh man, like, when it was like what uh, two oh, one CP to combat squad at the start or oh, at the start yes. of the movement phase. You're <laughs> yeah. like. Wow, like, yeah. No. It's, I'm happy to have it. The only thing they, the only thing they had was a one CP fight on death. That was it. That was the that only was, unique that was anything. Cool. That was very yeah. cool. Yeah. But your you, your stuff exploded and it wasn't that killy anyway, so you didn't really care. That's true. <laughs> anyway, didn't have enough wounds. To, yeah, whatever. Um, so we're going to be for those following along at home. For those who want to read through this with us, we're going to be starting off on page sixty-two. What is on page sixty-two, mate? Where are we starting off? We are starting off with the relics. Of Titan today. So this is our relic section, um, as you see in any other of the uh, Warhammer 40k codexes. Um, and I have some, I have good news and bad news about this section, um, Adam. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, is that there is not a single relic pistol in this section. I that's that's some bull right there. That is some bull. I mean, I know there's not a single like pistol. Essentially, all the pistols in your entire armor are replaced with like wrist-mounted storm bolts. You know, yeah. bully for you. But um, it's it's crap that like other codexes get three of the damn pistols that take up slots that could be any other relic in existence, and you'd be more happy. And you get to have none of them. I'm I'm incredulous. Yeah, well, kudos kudos to you, sir. The bad news here is that fifty percent of these relics may as well be relic pistols because you're never <laughs> going to take. <laughs> Love it. Very well said. So you know, well, it's, you know, bit yeah. of, Bit of bit of good, bit of bad. Well, I, uh, all all you do, they see all you're doing now, Grey Knights, is just denying the good people, the good listeners of Art of War Done Under memes. You're just denying our memes. I, oh, I don't I know. like how, that. How terrible are we? Well, you know what? Yeah. Maybe at the end, I'll see if I can come up with my own pistol relic, and it will be uber tier oh, or do, something. Do, 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 do it for us, mate. Do it for us. See if you can invent a relic pistol that's worth taking. All right, I'll see if I can come up with something while I read these. But we'll start off with the first one, which is the Soul Glaive. Um, it is. Uh, you equip with you. Sorry, you replace a Nemesis Force helmet, and you get a uh, range melee, and it's strength plus two, AP minus three, damage two, with the ability that uh, whenever you make an attack with this weapon, you can reroll the hit roll, and you can re-roll the wound roll. We are starting Look. by stumbling over my own words to begin with. So is that that's the same amount of strength? Yeah, they've always been strength plus two. Yeah, I know that. Well. Oh, no, they all one. are strength plus two now. They were previously yeah, yeah. strength plus one. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, it's basically a regular halberd with an extra point of AP, but you always get yeah. to reroll to hit and wound with it. 
it's not horrible. I it's mean, I don't know if you're gonna, no. don't know if you're gonna take it, but as far as like melee weapons go, that's pretty good. Yeah. So it's strength not, it's six minus three, two damage. How many? What's the? Can you put this on a sarge, or does this have to go on a? I uh, no, you cannot put a, this on a sarge. Most of these it has to be a brother captain, yeah. or yeah, it has to be an actual character. Uh, yeah. Going to take it. If I could take it on like a um, you know, like a paladin, uh, a paragon, mm. or like an art of the flame, uh, I'd like to use this one a bit more. But I don't know if I'd uh, give it to a character just just by themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah. Next one up is oh, Jesus, Destroyer of Chrysalixi. If Chrysal, Chrys. Your guess is Elix. as good as mine, mate. Elix, Chrysalix. It's no third ago, but it's pretty good. <laughs> um, model equipped with the Nemesis Demon Hammer only replaces the Demon Hammer. Um, merely times two minus three four that four damage so it's a heavy thunder hammer um with minus one to hit yeah um, so it's a regular thunder hammer one more damage look yep. not horrible not but bad I, mm, again we'll I, see. I, I just we'll see. i just don't see myself taking this often but this well, is actually identical from the previous book it has not changed yeah, at all yeah. yeah cry christ Yulix. I'm, going, I'm leaving with that. Chrysalis. I'm leaving that. Chrysalis. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. just going to keep it with that. Everybody, this is what this is what you tune in for. This is this is what Adam. It, this is the best section. How to pronounce relics because it's the always hell. Hard. Yeah, the hell out of things. I didn't do my, I didn't do a lot of schooling. Just just putting out there. If you couldn't tell already, I didn't do a lot of schooling. <laughs> um, this is one that's been around forever. This is Fury of Demos, yeah. Yeah, the Fury of Demos, Demos, or however you say. It. Again, we're going to get these wrong every single time. Um, I agree. But, this one is, I don't mind this one. This is a, replaces a Stormbolter or Mastercrafter Stormbolter. And it mm-hmm. gives you the profile of range 24 inches, rapid fire 3, string 5, AP neg 2, damage 2. So this is what it used to be. So what it used to be was a, I think it was a, a, a heavy bolter with a rend on the old heavy, old heavy bolter profile. Um, yeah. So it was, it was rapid. It was, it was rapid range as well. Yeah, but it was rapid two, I think. I don't think it was rapid three. I think it's rapid three now. Um, and it's got an extra rend on heavy bolter and the same damage. I think it's pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's not bad. Especially like um, if you're writing a list where uh, you don't really know what relic to take. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes this might come up, especially if you're not running a Grandmaster Dread Knight. This is not a bad relic to just slap on someone to give a character like a bit more of a shooting. Um, yeah. A bit more shooting weight. Um, yeah, it, well, it's I, not too bad. We used to see, I used to see Eric Lathurus taking this on um, units because he just used it to pick up people's five mans. He would just be chuck it, yeah, chuck it on well, a, a Libby or a Chappie, just gate the guy over when you need to, and just pick up five Cabalites and crap like that. Yeah, like that—that's exactly how you can use this, right? And like, it's good because if you put this on any Terminator um, character, which is you know most of your characters, this is a rapid. Uh, I think it still counts as a bolt weapon. Actually, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but. Um, at least it did in the old book. So it used to be like rapid fire six all the time. So, oh, sorry, yeah. you get the max shots. So, yeah, exactly. um, yeah, I think this counts as a bolt weapon still. Um, and if it does, then you'll be able to rapid fire it as well. So this is nice, 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 nice. Cool. Um, all right, Banner of Flying Flame is up next. It was for an ancient model only. The bearer can perform the following action, the following psychic action, rather. Uh, warp charge value six. In your psychic phase, the bearer can attempt to perform this action. Um, if completed, the enemy, any each enemy within six of the bearer suffers D3 mortal wounds. Now, if you can just tick that up to two, two things are going to take mortal wounds that's actually not bad is it uh, only being six yeah. inches is kind of crap though yeah six inches is a bit restrictive um it's not bad though if you can pull this off and get a lot um put your ancient in the right spot you can get a quite nice amount of value out of this just sprinkle mm. mortal wounds on a lot of different units um my main issue is that again you're putting this on an ancient who uh, yeah. while he can teleport he's still only a five inch move guy um yeah 
and I don't know. The ancient doesn't really do it for me. So I, if you're it's, taking an ancient, this isn't this is something to consider. But yeah, it's too easy to avoid, especially now you can't increase the range of things because mm. uh, this, this is psychic action. This isn't a spell, so it's you not can't. A spell. You, you, there's nothing you can do to increase the range, can you? Yeah, it'd be really cool if it was a, like um, a power because you could use the. Uh, strategy yeah. to increase the range by six inches and have like a 12 inch mm. bubble of it and then at least you could do it off a gate so people couldn't yeah, just correct. dodge it right now i'm just like oh well, i'm just gonna dodge the crap out of that if you ever actually get to use it you're probably using it on like a rhino or something i don't give a crap about anyway yeah um yeah. all right next one's yours uh domina liber de monica that's like spanish or something mm-hmm. i swear latin or yes. latin yeah that's that's probably what it is isn't it all right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I had four years of schooling and he still knows more than me. This is incredible. Uh, <laughs> All right, so what it does is uh, enemy demon units that are set up on the battlefield as reinforcements cannot be set up within 12 inches of the bearer, and the bearer has the following ability, uh, which is an aura. While an enemy demon unit is within six inches of this model, each time a combat attrition test is taken for that unit, subtract one from that test. Never heard of it. Yeah, you're probably not going to see this. Yeah, if demons become the best army in the game, you'll hear of this then. Yeah, um, probably. Until they do, uh, yeah, it's just not going to be a thing. You're already like struggling against demons. This isn't going to make enough of a difference. Mm. Mm. Um, Caress of Sacrifice up next. Infantry model only. Add one to the armor save models made for the bearer. Each time the bearer would lose a wound, uh, roll a d6 on a 5+, plus. the wound is not lost. Look, that's not bad. That's I like bad. this one. And uh, yes. uh, a bit later on, uh, when we touch on the psychic spells, I'm gonna, I know how much you love a fridge character, Adam. I do love a fridge. And, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a key component into making what I like to. I have dubbed the fridge Libby. So, um, yep, yeah. We can talk about the, that later. The, the silver fridge, the grey fridge, the grey fridge, the silver. Fr- I it. like that. The silver fridge. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Let's let's roll with that, people. <laughs> you, you, the meme is created. Do what you will. Of the boy is he thick. All right. Next <laughs> we have thick. the. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, he coming. Uh, we have we have the Sanctic Shard nest next, which was a staple uh, in uh, post psychic awakening Grey Knights. This was the uh, auto take relic. Wasn't this it? Was, it was the, the auto take. Yeah, yeah. It has seen a bit of a fall from grace. So now it is each time a deny the witch test is taken for the bearer. If the result of that test was an unmodified result of an eight plus, or it was greater than the result of the psychic test, that deny the witch test is passed. So you really didn't. <laughs> An unmodified result of an eight? Unmodified, yeah. So, yeah, this so without, is cool without your it plus can, one. It, it can combo with the uh, roll 3d6, pick the two highest to deny. That's true. Um, yep. Which is uh, pretty nice. But the, the thing that really hurts with this one is that we don't actually have any characters that can deny more than once anymore. Ah, uh, yuck, yeah. So, uh, like a, a Libby, uh, sorry, you, we do, but they're named characters which can't take uh, this relic, Relics. obviously. So, like a Libby used to be able to deny twice, and they can only deny once now. So I don't know if there was. I feel like you want a character that can deny twice to really get a good amount of value yeah. out of this. Um, but look again, if you if you're just like scrambling for a relic slot, you got a free slot. It's, it's not a bad pick to take, especially when we're yeah. seeing some more psychic armies coming into the game. Because you know, being able to just deny a really key powers can be mm. pretty big. Yeah, but denying good is like what this army already does. I mean, I guess you're yeah. taking a relic that lets you deny better again, which isn't a bad thing. But yeah. um, we'll have to see. Like, if Eldar take off enough, uh, if T-Suns really catch fire, maybe this goes up in value. But as it is right now, I, I probably wouldn't go crazy yeah, for it. Yeah, no, neither, to be honest. Yeah. All right, a Gyro Temporal Vault. 
The bearer can attempt to perform the following psychic action. Gyrotemporal empowerment. <laughs> Watch out, value five. In your psychic phase, the bearer can attempt to empower their allies. If this action is completed successfully, select one friendly Grey Knight's core or Grey Knight's character unit within three of the bearer. Till the start of your next psychic phase, at the start of the fight phase, the selected unit is engaged in range of any units. It can fight first. So this is, to my mind, the only <coughs> source of fights first in the book, yeah? Well, uh, yes, that isn't already built on a... On a yeah, that's what Dottori on Castellan Crow or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is this how necessary is this? I feel like this is something you're going to want to sprinkle. Yeah, well, I do like <laughs> this relic. I have thought about it. It, it just the thing that's annoying about it is it's very hard to to apply this in the right situation um, because obviously fight the versus it's the, the teaser are, are are off for me. The yeah, it's, just, are a little it's bit hard too rough. to pull off because again, you're giving this to a character. And he's going to be giving up all his other psychic powers to perform this yep. psychic action, which is not always bad if you just got like an extra character that can take this. Um, but again, you've got to set this up. You have to preemptively be thinking about what's going to get charged and stuff like that. Uh, your opponent's going to know that this unit can fight first, so they could just mm-hmm. you know not interact with it or not charge it, do other things. Um, yeah, it just. Again, like you said, too many T's and C's uh, to make this feel like a must-take. As, as, yeah, as, far, as far as fight first applicators go, this is an extra hoop on top of whatever it else has to go through. Yeah. Now, imagine if this was just a fight last, how good this would be. If this was fight freaking last, man, oh my God. Yeah, like this would just be an auto-take. So, <laughs> I don't know. Be. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's not. So, you know, we got what we got. But, yeah, this is it, – it, I think it's it's good. It's fine. You just you're gonna to have to practice with it because I know straight away that I'm not gonna pull this off in my first three games. Yes, I uh, I yeah I worry about it. The the thing is though, because like you've probably got a guy that has two spells and he's probably giving up one to try this one. And if you're only casting one spell, chances are there's a deny out there or a four plus deny strat out there. Yeah, that just makes it makes it feel a bit rough. On top of that, you can still you can just fail to roll the five and you know. It feels bad. Yeah. But anyway, when you it's I'm happy they've got fights first in the book. I'm just very happy yeah. they've got some applicator. It's a little bit harder to apply than some other armies, but it's just grateful it's still there, I think. Yeah. Um you're up. Blade of the Force Sworn. Uh you replace an Nemesis Force Sword, uh, and you get a plus one strength, AP minus three, damage three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the abilities are each time an attack is made with this weapon against a demon unit, an unmodified wound roll of a two plus successfully wounds a target. Uh, if it's a monster or a vehicle, it's a unmodified wound roll of a four plus automatically succeeds. Uh, I have I have a similar relic in my Black Templars book, um, which I okay. use all the freaking time. Just a, a damage three power sword. Um, yeah. Because there's a, well, for regular space there's a litany that helps you out a lot. There's the, the Black Templars have the Sixes Auto Wound as well, which helps out a lot, get past the strength issues. So this does have a little bit of mitigation there. It's only against demons. But a Damage 3 Sword, is this one that you can chuck on anybody? Is this, do you can put this on a Sarge? Uh, no, you cannot put this on a Sarge. As, I'm pretty I, sure you exactly. I think you just, I think you told me last week you can't put any of the Relic weapons yeah, on Yeah, the only one you can is the State of Supremacy, did. which doesn't yeah. actually give you 
anything good. Bonuses. It, it gives you a cool aura. It just doesn't give you any improved profiles. Have you? Have any, I hope you guys are, who came from last week are just shaking your head, being like, "Adam, you went through this." Uh, Stu stated it. But yeah. if you could, so far, the Soul Glaive, the Destroyer of Crystal Wacker Wicks, and this one <laughs> would all be amazing on a bunch of your. Yeah, I'd sergeants. love to They'd be, be able phenomenal. To take on a sergeant, man, and They'd, I don't know. Oh. Grey Knights feel like uh, like paladins, man. If anyone's going to be taking a sick weapon bestowed from, you know, the relics of Titan, a paragon is like the perfect example. Absolutely. Well, dude, I was thinking about an interceptor with the the damage, a damage force interceptor sergeant. Like awesome. with, the, with the thunder hammer, or hell, even it, any of them actually. The soul glaive is sick on that dude because you can't. Yeah. He doesn't hammer hand him. Man, hammer you know, so, even even literally sick. a purgation squad sergeant with yeah. one of those because then the. The squad just has an awesome um, melee dude in the middle of a bunch of gun guys. Exactly, yeah. It's just good. Big deterrent. Because a lot of people with the purgation squads, well, I'll just walk up and I'll tap you. I'll yeah. just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, five interceptors are just going to sit with your five guys. Minor obsec, you're right. And we can stay here all game. Don't doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, but you need like, you know, soul glaive, baby. Dead, dead, dead. No yeah. good. Um, all right. Next up is Sigil of Exigence. Ex- exigence? Um, once per battle in your opponent's shooting phase, when the bear is selected as a target of a ranged attack, it can activate this relic. If it does, remove the bear from the battlefield and set them back up on the battlefield anywhere. That is more than nine inches away from any enemy models. If the bear is no longer an eligible target, your opponent can select a new eligible target for any attacks that targeted the bearer. This, so far, is the auto-take, yeah? Yes, this, but is, this is uber yeah. tier ST relic. This is incredible. This is phenomenal and this is something that only harlequins have yeah and and, and it's not the same thing either they have a domino shroud which is compare it's comparable but it's nowhere near as it's a lot more restrictive um Mm. and but it can't be forced like you know the domino shroud you just get to pick when you use it it's not you don't get forced by being targeted because people can just choose not to target you you know eg and to just try and charge you and kill you instead um with this thing but this is the activator for that nemesis uh, dread knight grandmaster i'm sure everybody's heard about by now correct yeah so this is obviously you, you Great thing here is it's not infantry specific, so you can mm-hmm. put this on an a, a Dread Knight. Um, and yeah, he just, um, I to be in all the games I played. To be fair, I still actually haven't teleported with this relic. Um, yep. But uh, like, is it the psychological think, impact it has though? Yeah, like three out of four games, my opponent has just not shot at him the entire yeah. game because they could not risk him teleporting. So, you know, I've been racking my brain as a non-Grey Knight player. As a person who has Stu, I have Stu and possibly a couple of other Grey Knight players in my meta when things reopen again. What's the mi- what's the cheapest piece of crap I can put in my army that's going to make you use this? Because I want you, I I want to ha- I want to make it, you use it on my terms when I'm set up for it, so you won't and you won't get a value teleport. So oh. what's the cheapest piece of crap I can put in to force you to do it? And I'm still the jury's still out. I think I told yeah, you about it in part the, two of this one. Yeah, it, like the beauty of it is as well as uh, I've been when my opponent has shot at my Grandmaster Dread Knight, is that you just play the wait and see game. Like, yeah, they shoot exactly. a couple of things. I'm like, how much damage did it do? I did nothing? Cool. I'm just going to sit here. And then if it and does do damage, you go, all right, well, now I'm actually going to teleport out sort of thing. Exactly. And this is the thing, yeah. Um, every, it's the, the same with the Veil of Darkness, the same with all these other, the Solar Flare and all these redeploy, other redeploy things. The, the more turns that go by before you use it, the more impactful it is. Yeah. Generally speaking, generally well, you're killing speaking. more screens, you're killing more things. That means mm. you have more access to the board as well. Exactly, providing, exactly. Providing the game is going well. 
So if you if you just like put the guy out there and your opponent is like I can't afford to shoot him, like ah gotcha. And every time you can force him to do that, you're just like uh, edging this little bit more and more and more value. And that's not even counting for the psychological impact it has on what your opponent wants to do, the plans that they're ru- that you're ruining. I think it's an incredible relic. And if you do not take it in every army, um, I just don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least for the time being maybe we go to a really savvy place where everybody's figured this guy out everyone has a a pinch hitting piece of crap shooting unit that forces you to use it or whatever but as it is right now that is one of the best relics in the game bar none. so good so um good. all right you're up next we have the Algarian scrolls uh you can give it to any model that has a nemesis weapon uh this one can be given to a sarge which is pretty cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, each time the bearer is selected to fight, you can reroll one hit roll and one wound roll when re- resolving the bearer's attacks. So, uh, any good? What do you think? Yeah, it, it's okay. Like if you put this on a, uh, uh, say, like a character that hits on twos, most likely hmm. they're mo- they're just going to miss with one attack. So the one attack yeah. that you miss with, you get to reroll, um, yeah. and then you know, free wound rolls. All right. Again, I just am I going to use my relic slot on this or spend a CP to take it? Probably not. No, probably not. And uh, the thing is, like, the more I the more I talk about this book, the more I think, apart from that grandmaster we've already talked about, all the killing power is in the units. It's not in the characters. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, which is bucking a bit of a trend. It's actually bucking the trend nicely it is, for um, yeah. a lot of other things. Yeah. Especially after orcs. <laughs> yeah, dude. Especially after orcs. Especially after dark elder and um, sisters, actually. And and sisters, dude. Yeah, so much killing power, so much efficiency is wrapped up in their characters. Yours is just like ah. Oh, do they give it a meaningful buff? No, nah, well, never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's um, it. I, I've been trading out um, character slots, or not ca- character slots. I, I take the bare minimum amount of characters, so I can yeah. put as many points in units. Whereas, like, a, a, like you know, Orcs, uh, Hero Hammer, um, uh, T-Suns, Absolute Hero Hammer, possibly the most Hero Hammer we're going to see for this edition. That's um, true. Sisters, a very hero hammer, especially when you got the Celestine, um, you know, more than vile build. Very hero hammer. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to see it go the other way. All right, we have the staff stave of supremacy. Models equipped with the mem- nemesis warding stave only. The bearer has the following ability: uh, save of supremacy aura. Whilst the enemy unit is within 18 of this model, each time a psychic test is taken for that unit, it suffers the perils of the warp on any mole of a double. If you really struggle with with other people's, you know, psychic phase, if you have a lot of demons, a lot of Eldar, a lot of Nids, a lot of T-Suns, maybe this is okay to take. Maybe this is good to take. Yeah, and I think there's a bit of a, a kind of a cool interaction you could do this one. Because it's an aura, you can use the finest hour stratagem to increase the range by three inches. Ooh, um, so that's cute. And I think you could do it. If say your opponent is just outside the range of it, they roll a double. I think you could spend the CP to increase the range by three inches and then make them suffer perils. Not a hundred percent sure on that one, but I think that might be the way it works because you can. That's uh, I'd have to double check, but I think you can use it at any point in the phase. That's that's got gotcha in the making written all over it. Because yeah, like, I, I don't way, want to break I... gotchas, but it's a it's but, a cool no, little no, no, thing. But that's what this show's all about. This show's about pointing out gotchas so yeah, you don't get gotcha yeah, yeah. But, and so that's a i love that you brought that up so the way i see this being taken is you just chuck it on a strike squad and just gate the guy over turn one and just mess yeah, up the plans yeah correct yeah like yeah you can just sort of you know make them think twice about casting that random extra mm. little power or whatever so yeah, yeah fair enough cool. what do you think the meta needs to look like for this to feel good for this to be worth the um shot? i think this is a pretty cool thing in teams um just oh that's a good call yep uh i uh, Team 40K is pretty big in Australia, and uh, I think, yeah, this is uh, one of those ones that uh, the psychic matchups 
uh, it just makes them think twice, especially against Thousand Sons and Eldar and stuff. Um, but again, I think this becomes really, really good um, yeah. if Thousand Sons really hit the big time. Um, yep. And after Demons and um, uh, Eldar get their books. Yeah, fair. Very fair. All right. Uh, Cantu Vambrace is up next. Infantry model only. Each time the bearer would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, roll a d6. On a 4 plus, the wound is not lost. Each time an attack is allocated to the bearer, subtract 1 from the damage characteristic of the attack. Infantry model only makes this feel bad, <laughs> but apart from yeah, that, it's okay. Yeah, if you put it on a Dreadnought, it'd be, again... It'd be sick. It'd be awesome. Sick. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, the thing is with your infantry characters, most of the time I think they're just going to be sitting there kind Agreed. of not doing much. At least in all my games, um, even Drago, I've just been—he's just been sitting in my back objective, just chilling most times. So mm-hmm. um, I, I can't take this on Drago, to be fair. But you know, again, I just don't think you're going to really need it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you just—I just don't think you're going to need it. I think there's better options. Um, if it wasn't infantry mod, if it wasn't infantry model only, I think this is the. This would be the activator for the second problem Nemesis Dread Knight, Grandmaster. Yeah, but as, as it is, yeah, whatever, is no problems. Yeah. Um, all right, you're up. Next, we have the Artisan Nullify Matrix. Uh, librarian model only. The bear gains falling ability. Uh, Artisan Nullify Matrix Aura. While a friendly Grey Knight psychic unit is within nine inches of this model, each time a psychic test is taken for that unit, it does not suffer the perils of the war. So it's a bubble of deny, deny perils. Yeah, I'm actually salty about this relic because... Uh, this was a relic that came out in Psychic Awakening, which was the ability. Uh, it was still librarian specific, but you could like change one of the dice for a psychic test up one or down mm. one once per psychic yeah. phase, which came in so clutch in clutch. so many games. Yeah. And I honestly don't think this aura is that impressive. I know a lot of people have been running it, um, and I, I don't. I definitely don't think it's bad, but I just perils doesn't scare me like it used to. Um, well, I think the extra wound on all your squads means peril's just not that impactful. And you anymore. just ignore them on a five up anyway for ages. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, exactly. yeah. Again, if you got a free relic slot and um, you have a Libby, again, not bad to take. But I just, mm. yeah, I don't know if it's. Uh, I think people just need to soul search and be like, "Am I a, am I a baller with my dice, or do I just stick the land?" I just don't roll perils. <laughs> that's what I was about to say there are just players out there who just do not roll perils it's frustrating as hell um, yeah. but they exist and obviously you're one of them um, yeah. but I know I know people like who will like triple perils in a single psychic phase and yeah. they, they need this they need this in their lives I have once a year where I'll roll double ones and I'll command reroll into double ones and double that's ones. my quota uh, yeah, I've done it. that I've out of the system <laughs> and I'm like yeah we're good now <laughs> I love it um, alright etheric conduit is the last one Tech Marine model only. Each time the repair repairs a model using its blessing of the Omnisire ability, that model will gain three lost wounds instead of D3. Um, look, I like that quite a yeah, lot because I, I know like how it. good I know how good some of the vehicles are. And that vehicle's most, you know, mostly being Dread Knight. Yeah. Um, and I'd actually really like Rhinos for Grey Knights as well. So I don't mind that. I, th- I think at the bottom of page 63, there's two relics. And I think, the, well, there's three relics, actually, technically. The last three you'll see at the bottom of the page, the one below the Blade of the Forsworn and the two below Cantu, Cantu Vambrace, those are the only three that slap me in the face as, as being good just about every game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I've been running the Etheric Conduit on a, a Tech Marine and it's, yep. yeah, I, I love it. Love it. It's good. Fair. Um, I'm... I'm a little underwhelmed with the relic yeah, slots. The, the, the relics, to be honest, and I'm not that. We have again, we have one Uber ST one in the sigil. It is, yeah. 
uh, and it goes straight off the cliff exit. after that. Yeah, like there's yeah. not even an A tier relic. There's an S tier relic, and then there's B's yeah, and C's. It's <laughs> like we. It's like they put. I, I feel like when they were like they wrote this codex, they looked at the relic section. They were like, you know, this is actually really average, and they were like, oh, do we have to rewrite it again? They were, you know what? Let's just put like one stupidly good one in there, and they'll be happy with that. And yeah. to be fair, I do love the sig- sigil of exit. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's eh, the rest are a bit eh. Yeah. Do you know what's really funny? All the melee weapons are good. All the melee yeah. weapons are legitimately good. In any other book, yeah. these melee weapons would be amazing. Like yeah, if this was in, if, if this you know if this was the if this was the Blood Angels book, oh. all those melee weapons would yeah. be off their freaking guts. Like They'd you'd be, be losing so cool. your mind about them. I think the biggest issue here, though, is that Granite weapons are actually already just sick. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, oh, uh, they're mm. they're kind of good enough as it is. I don't feel like I really need to buff them up that much. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird one. Yeah, this is a weird one. All right, moving on. We are into the dominance discipline. I'm going to read out the first one. It is Gate of Infinity. It has oh, pretty much cut. not changed. It is a seven, a seven to cast, and you just get to pick up the unit, put it down anywhere on the board, nine inches away. This is still one of the best powers in the game. Yeah, easy. Awesome. Love it. You're going to have it in every Grey Knights list. Except it's a seven to cast now, and you don't have a plus one to cast. Yeah, so it's a bit more unreliable. Um, mm-hmm. I pretty much always, every turn of the game, spend one CP to cast this on 3d6 because i want to make sure i get it off and it's also 18 inch range now so it used to be exactly i was about to say the 18 inch range is actually the big the big side of the coin coin was 24 exactly you can freaking buff it to 24 man it's huge yeah absolutely huge you can go move after an advance man after a move after advance you can go like you know 30 30 ish inches away to reliably to move a unit to gate something else out. The board is smaller now. That's a huge bubble. Yeah, it, it's it's really massive. Like, um, I mean, beforehand you had Gate of Infinity on a lot more units, so you can generally kind of uh, get around it anyway um, mm. and have gates everywhere you needed. But, but the fact that you can have essentially almost one character have the influence yeah. to gate anywhere is is awesome. And then if that guy dies, you have the familiar strat. You can swap it out, swap gate onto somebody else. If you're running Ward Makers, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, next up. Uh, Empiric Amplification, which is a new one. It is a malediction with a warp charge value of 7. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 12 inches of and visible to this Psyker. Until the start of your next Psychic phase, each time an attack is made with a Nemesis or a Psy weapon is allocated to the model in that unit, add one to the damage characteristic of that attack. Wow. Yeah, very, very, very powerful. Mm. Um, So... Seven to cast again, so it's 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 quite rough to cast. It is, um, yeah. But when you need this again, you, you're probably going to spend the three d six cast on this. And the, the issue is you're casting it on an enemy model. You're not casting it on a unit of interceptors and sending them in. Yeah, you, can't, you have to you have to be within twelve of an enemy of the, the model you want to dunk on. Mm-hmm. But still, it's very powerful in it. It's very powerful. Again, this one requires a bit more setup. Um, but yeah, this is awesome. Like I was casting this on um. Redemptor Dreadnoughts the other day and just mm. essentially just cancelling out that minus one damage. Yeah. Um, so it just meant that my shooting actually was actually relevant into it and I could actually bring them down. Um, and I actually, the other day, oh, one of my first games, I had three damage power swords in close combat with a strike tank oh. and it was it oh. was heinous, the amount of damage. Well, that's that's the ridiculous thing here. There's The potency of this, this is it's not a shooting phase. It's not a psychic phase. It's any of the weapons and it's... Correct, weird, yeah. it, Which makes it, I think... Uh, inc- actually incredible, incredibly powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, again, in an MSU meta, it, it's harder to get the value out of it, but there mm. is going to be the times where there is going to be the value 
of it, and it's going to be amazing when you pull it off. Well, I, f- I feel like there's a lot of argument. Um, so people people do say that MSU meta, but th- this is when you when you look at the other, p- other players' MSU meta, like, yeah, cool, whatever. But then when you look at what you can do, you say, hey, this just lets me, my MSU, be more effective. Like, yeah, lets no, definitely. My yeah. five mans go harder rather yeah. than having to need it, you know, on math-wise, having to need a seven man to get the job done. Yeah. Like going into three Kronos, you know, to yeah. technomancer Kronos. Uh, that's if you survive the Overwatch, which you might not. But you know what I mean. Uh, but it, even just like it just means you can shoot them right, and you're you're yeah, like exactly. You know, if just, they're if they're dark technomancers, you're having three damage psi cannons into the man. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. All right. Next up, Sanctuary. Uh, warp charge value is six. If manifest, select one friendly grain ice unit within eighteen inches of the psyker to start your next psychic phase. They just get a four plus invuln. They just get a four plus. Um, what do you Beautiful. think this is better or worse than it used to be? Um. So you, you can't pull off the insane tricks to get like, you know, three up invo uh, yeah. purifiers or two up in combat if uh, you were playing that. Um, and th- some of the jank factor's gone, okay? Mm. But I think overall a flat four up on like anything is kind of... I think it's better. I think it's, I think better. it's better than it, It's got better yeah. range as well. It's, it's, it's being better. applied to twice as many wounds as it used to. Yeah. It's Has the range increased? He has by six inches as well. Exactly, the range has increased six. I, I think it was a was it a five to cast before, or was it still a six? Uh, well, had it, was, plus one. it was still a six. He had a plus one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty much the same, except it's just better range and it's a fat four plus. So if you if you were uh you know if you were paladins getting sanctuary, you're sure, cool, yeah. whatever. It was it was a plus one. But now, like you know. Ten strikes going from having no involved to having a four plus. It's a, man, yeah, it's man, enormous, enormous. Another one again is just putting this on a rhino, dude. Oh, oh I love it. I love it, man. So, it's so nice because then you can pop the you know smoke screen strat. Neg one to hit mm. with a four up and vulnerable save. It sucks to get it through. It sucks because like, you're shooting Toughest, at a rhino. Yeah. You don't want to have to like. It's. Not yeah, a value it's, proposition for you. When they like, waste <laughs> all their dark lances to pop your rhino. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, next up. Next is Vortex of Doom. Um, so we have, it's Warp Charge Rally 7. If manifested, select the closest enemy unit within 12 inches of and visible to the Psyker. Each other enemy unit within 3 inches of the selected unit suffers 1 mortal wound. And then the selected unit suffers 2d3 mortal wounds. If the model manifests in your psychic power has the psychic epitome waller trait, only the unit you selected suffers the additional, additional mortal wound from the trait not those other enemy units within three inches of it. Yeah. I'm happy they did that clarification because yeah. that was what that gave a lot of people's issues with the T Sun Psychic Awakening. With yeah. The, yeah. It called the magic and all the yeah, additional and all the crazy crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really frustrating for people trying to figure out what the hell happens there. Um tell us about this power. This looks like it's better than it was, but doesn't have the breakpoint like it used to for the D6. Yeah, so look, I had I've had like probably uh over like 60 games with Grey Knights and the old thing. Probably more, really, but um, I never mega casted a Vortex of Doom once. It was <laughs> I just, did once. It was I just, did yeah, once. Oh, you did? Awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad for you. But for me, it was just like, oh, I have a one-use regular smite. This is going to be cool. Maybe it cops another unit if I'm lucky or I can set yeah. it up. Um, but now this is a 2d3 mortal wound dump. It's mm-hmm. very cool. And if you do get to Splash mortal wounds and other things, even better. So but much the better, exactly. It just feels like two D three mortal wounds is so nice to just chunk something. So mm. yeah, I, I like this power a lot. 
I like it as well. Uh, is it for the, I think this is the third time we have a seven to cast. This is the third seven to cast power. Yeah. So this isn't an easy tree to navigate. No, you are going to fail. No. In, in every turn, you're going to cast something, you're going to fail something. I don't think there's any way to yeah, guarantee look, you just cast something. Granites are not the turn. reliable casters they once were. Uh, I think yeah. the best way to do it is pick which powers you really, really want to cast and reliably get off every turn, stack mm. them on one character, and every turn spend the CP for the three to six cast. Exactly just right. The way exactly to do it, right. and put gem so of an octo as well, so you get the. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up is warp shaping. Warp charge value of four. If manifest is selected one tide of the warp that has not been dominant for your army during this battle, your army, your current dominant tide of the warp is changed. That one. It's the same, exactly the same as it was before. Yeah, but you now. Um, but yeah, sorry, you can't change back now. Is that yes, different? Yes. You yeah, def- yeah. Before you could change in and out, left, right, sideways, up, down. Yeah. But now it's like ah, uh, you've been in that tide. Yeah, you can't go back to it. It's done. That feels a bit rough. Yeah, it does. Uh, and we'll get to the tides pretty soon. But I think with the five-turn game and one tide being kind of the most significant that you're probably going to spend most of the game in, it doesn't actually feel that bad, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah that's fair. Yeah, it's, again, there'll be a few fringe situations where you really wish you could go back to one. Um, but... Yeah, I think most of the time you'll be able to sort of navigate your way through tides without too much difficulty. I wish this one had a break point. I wish this one had a, like an eight to cast and you could go back to one that you'd already you'd already been on. Yeah, that, that'd, be, um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that'd be slick as well. It, it'd be a nice little uh, nice little thing there. Anyway, last one, yours. Last one is Ghostly Bonds. It's a malediction uh, with a wall charge value of five. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 inches and visible to the Psyker. Until the start of your next psychic phase, halve that unit's move characteristic. On a five, five. within 18 inches? Yeah. And you can increase it to 24, 24. inches? Oh, no, you yeah. can't increase. Yeah. yeah. You can. Yeah. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I like this one. Um, it's, again, I, I haven't actually really put it on any of my psychers yet. Um, again, mainly because I'm not running that many characters. Um, so I have precedence to put the main more important powers on first. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think um, this is a really powerful um, uh, psychic power that you can put on certain things that are really problematic in the meta. Um, mm. You can cast this on like uh, Beast Boss on... War- Screwsaw. Screwsaw, yep. thank you. That's the one. Uh, and, you know, that suddenly that's halving its move. And even though it can advance and charge, the threat range that it had, it can't reliably get to the places it wants to go. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's just some units that you're going to cast this on and it's going to really change their effectiveness and how scared you are of them. Well, I just think of stuff like Repentia. Yeah, cool. You know, Repentia comes in, makes their auto charge nine from the board edge, whatever. Cast this on them and walk away. Like, you know, yeah. wait, yeah. wait till you get to put like two Storm Bolters into them to, to sort the problem out. Yeah, um, like the problem is there though because it's just as you can't reliably cast this. So well, it's true, but yeah, the, yeah. the same the same theory applies to a multitude of different units. Yeah, um, anybody you can do that kind of shenanigans from reserve. But I I like that. So in talking about the dominance discipline, who can take the dominance one? Is it just Libby's? This or? is just characters. Are oh, just characters? Cool. Yeah, yeah, and basically characters only have access to this discipline with the exception of Libby's. They can also dip into the um, Sanctic. Uh, discipline, yep. which is the one beef I have. I, I wish characters still had the ability to splash into both because um, uh, some of the powers in the Dominus would just make some characters a lot better. But, you know, yeah. this is what it so is. What, what are the ones you plan to take? Obviously, Gate, obviously, Sanctuary, obviously, Empiric Amplification. Yeah. And you just, you, you probably need to at least have one Warp Shaming listed on your list yeah. or do you just, yeah. Spl- yeah. So, but apart, apart from that, 
Like yeah, basically for me the the holy trifecta is gate infinity, uh, amplification, and sanctuary. Mm. I would not leave home without those. I think you could go without warp shaping. Yep. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could go leave the house without it well, if you had a solid game plan in mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think those four are the, the ones you definitely want. Um, and if you get access to be able to take Vortex and Ghostly Bonds, yeah, go for it. Well, I think they're the ones you swap out for. You spend your, your 1CP yeah. familiar strat and you swap out for Ghostly Bonds if your opponent has a problem unit. You're going to need to to cripple. Like I think about my dude. I think about my my poor Dark Angels Terminators just standing there on the board, moving. You know, two and a half inches feels bad, man. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> feel you, good. You, you'll know when you need it. You'll know when it's when it's worth it. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving over to the Sanctity Discipline. Uh, first one up here is Psychic Confluence. I oh, know this, this is, is not a power. This is a rule. This is yeah. Tell us the story. So uh, this essentially turns all of the Sanctic uh, Discipline spells into smites in that the sense that you can cast them multiple times mm -hmm. uh, with multiple different units but the warp charge increases by one each time you attempt exactly to cast right. it. Yeah. So uh yeah so this applies to all of these powers in this discipline and uh it's actually really cool. I really like how this works. I like it as well. I think it was a great way of getting around the fact that you have Hammerhand on, you know, up to you know, if you're playing a battalion, a minimum of three squads are gonna end up having yeah, well, you take strikes, is, well, etc. Because psychic powers are set of the Sanctix powers are yeah. set to specific units, it doesn't feel as bad now because you know those units are going to be able to, you know, cast it multiple mm. times anyway. So, exactly. Because yeah. it would have felt really bad otherwise. Like, taking multiple events would have yeah, felt really it would have, it would have felt terrible. So I think this one rule alone makes the battalion far more uh, appealing than just taking, like, multiple patrols would have been. Um, yeah, all right, sure. first up, Astrolame. Pull, everyone pull one out for Astrolame. It used yeah, to be I can't read this one. Yeah, yeah. because uh, I'll be too upset. Apart from Doom, uh, this was the best Psychic Power in 8th edition, in my mind. This was, yes. Um, just, uh, if this was on any other army apart from apart from Grey Knights in 8th edition, this would have been the most broken thing anyone had ever seen. And still, Grey Knights almost broke the game with it in some matchups. Oh, the, I, I the... broke the game with it a few times. You did. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. It's a blessing. Astralama's warp charge value is 6 if manifested until the start of your next psychic phase. Each time this psychic unit is selected to shoot, you can re-roll a single hit roll when resolving the unit's attacks. Each time the model in this unit uh, makes a ranged attack, the target has not received the benefits of cover against that attack. So it's nice that it's not just ignoring the plus to save from cover, yep. it's also ignoring the minus one hit if they've got dense, but still, this is a far shy from ignore line of sight. Oh yeah, it's, uh, look, uh, the, the, my main beef about it, because I, I knew Astrolane was going to get nerfed. There was no was way just, it was survived. It was so it was too... ludicrous. I mean, although, then mind you, then they release orcs and they have like the most ridiculous artillery in the game now. So like yeah, I don't I know, know what they're thinking sometimes. <laughs> but um yeah, this this was no way it was gonna stay as it was. Hmm. Um the thing I don't like though is it went from warp charge five when it was like broken. And broken, now it's warp charge yeah. six. When it's unbroken. Yeah. Oh, could you just leave it at warp charge five and make it a little bit easier <laughs> to cast, please? Like uh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the one free reroll, you're just like, eh. Whatever. See, these look, guys have probably actually I... grown on me, to be honest, because um, I've been running perg squads, and uh, if you're because you're moving and shooting, you're generally going to get the minus one to hit, which kind of sucks. But if That's you're fair. if you're near someone who's giving you reroll ones, and you have activated astral aim, um, you get to reroll your ones, and then one of the other dice that miss, and suddenly yeah. you just you're not quite 
like 75% efficient, but you're like 66% efficient and it's kind of mm. nice. Um, Feels good. Yeah, especially on stuff like side cannons, which um, like it's not as good on silences, but on side cannons, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Next one is Purge Soul, and you will never see this psychic power ever casted, <laughs> ever. Is this a relic pistol? <laughs> this is like the most relic pistol of relic pistol <laughs> I've ever seen, and it's not even a relic pistol. Uh, the reason why you're mainly never going to see this is because the only units that can take it are paladins and mm-hmm. uh, librarians, and neither of them would ever pick to take this. Nope. So it is a Witchfire Purge, uh, and it's Warp Charge Value 6. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 12 inches of and visible to this psyker that has not already been selected for this power this phase. Then roll 1d6 and add the psyker's leadership uh, characteristic to the result. Your opponent then rolls 1d6 and adds that unit's leadership characteristic to the result. If your total is higher than your opponent, the selected unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. If your total is equal to you, they suffer one mortal wound. And if you roll underneath, then nothing happens. This is so, smart with extra steps. With so many extra steps and extra failure points, it's it's so bad. This it, this was oh this was almost verbatim the same in the last book, wasn't it? Uh it was more like Mind War that if you rolled like really high and they rolled low, you would you, you dealt the difference as mortal wounds. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was this kind is, of I, I still never took it, but it was like you know if you needed to try and like it was kind of cool on Poxwalkers because you could like. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you could get yep. like seven mortal wounds on a Poxwalk squad, mm. which was pretty funny. Um, oh, man, this is just bad. It's so bad. Like, this might, yeah. you, know, you know, this is so bad. It might as well be drawing a line. There's <laughs> actually only five powers in the sanctus. There's actually only five powers. In the There's sanctus. actually only You're five because right. I've You're never right. heard of this one. Never heard of this one. I'm going to delete yeah. it from my brain. Uh, next yeah. up is Hammerhand. Warp charge value of five is selected the, uh, to start your next psychic phase. Each time model in this psychic's unit makes a melee attack, you can re-roll the wound roll. Some people are saying this is worse. Some people are saying this is better. I'm going to tell you this is better. This, this is, is so the most better improved than it was. psychic power in the book. And this you is cannot so change my mind. So good. So good. I've only very few people have said this is worse, and they give me they give you like very specific scenarios where this is worse. Um, I will tell you right now. The fact that transhuman exists make this makes this amazing. Oh man, just when my, makes it amazing. When my five man strike team just rocks up to an imperial knight and like kills it mm-hmm. because of hammerhand, everyone's mm-hmm. going to start saying why hammerhand is so dumb. <laughs> yes, it's yuck. It's, it's actually amazing. yuck. Yeah. With mm, with how much the 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 melee output went up in this army, this is yuck as hell. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So that one is only on um, strikes and Brotherhood Terminator squads as well. Um, yep. And paladins and librarians have access to it if they choose to. So there's that as well. Yep, fair. Next one is Purifying Flame. It is a Witchfire. And this one is the one known by Purifiers and Kissel and Crow. Witchfire, it's a Purifying Flame, has a warp charge value of 5. If manifested, the closest enemy unit within 9 inches of and visible to the Psyker suffers 3 mortal wounds. If the result of the Psychic test is 11 or higher, that unit suffers D3 plus 3 mortal wounds instead. I'm a fan. I, l- I like this power. I really do. Yeah. Um, so the cool thing about this is that um, Purifiers and Cassell and Crow, when they cast this, they also get plus 1 to cast. So it's uh, yep. a little cheeky way to get... Uh, D3 plus 3 mortal wounds and just make it more reliable to cast because you can cast this multiple times. And where Mm -hmm. this becomes cool is you can stagnate casting this with smite because 
Yep. This might will escalate, and so will purifying flame. Exactly. But they won't escalate each other. So mm-hmm. I can do like four smites and get three out of four off, maybe if I'm lucky. But then I'm also going to do like three purifying, three purifying flames. flames. Yeah. And suddenly I've dealt like 10 mortal wounds. Dude, more. Yeah, probably like, more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the cool thing about this, and this is something I only just discovered today in my lunch break at work, because uh, my brain always thinks about love those, love all those the discoveries. Time. Me too. Um, so you remember at the start of the edition where they the rules got released for 9th edition and people noticed right away that there was nothing that said you could not cast Smite twice. Yep. And then they got fixed in an errata and it says specifically, you cannot attempt to cast Smite multiple times. You can still attempt to cast Purifying Flame twice with a, with a Purifier unit. Oh, with the same so unit. You, you have to spend a CP to cast again, but you just go, all right, I'm going to cast Purifying Flame. Oh, I dealt three mortal wounds. And now I'm going to spend a CP and cast Purifying Flame again. Holy Because it's not crap. smart. Yeah, but so you the, can just dump six, a five-man squad es- could just walk up to you and dump six mortal wounds on something pretty reliable. Wow. Well, I can do 12. If you double, if you, if if you, you roll if, 11 and then a 12. Yeah, yeah, man. If you want to go all in, you can try and cast this on 3d6 and just like... Because you, you, would, you would cast both on 3d6, wouldn't you? Correct. Oh. oh. I'm just saying it's pretty spicy. People, I think people are sleeping on the purifiers as well. I, I, I think purifiers are really good. And I, I, if you haven't invested in them yet, give them a, give them a game because... Uh, that- that is sweet. I look forward to, to reading the YouTube comments of going to and fro on, on people figuring out what Stu just divulged. Um, yeah. Right. Like, again, if someone finds something anywhere that proves me wrong, but as far as I, I delved into the FAQs today and I li- it literally just said you cannot cast Smite multiple times yeah. with the same Psyker. Haven't seen love anything it. else anywhere that says that you can't attempt it um, multiple times with the same unit. Nice. I love yep. it. All right. Uh, up next, we've got Armed Resilience. This is a blessing. Warp charge value of six if manifested to the end of your next psychic. So start of your next psychic phase. Add one to the armor saving throws made for models in this psychic's unit. Big fan. Big fan here. I'm happy it says armor saving armor saving throws. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you conceptualize yeah. what this does when you're in the Tide of Shadows to a unit's... Um, Durability is actually pretty obnoxious. Yeah, but the only thing is, right, uh, only Dreadnoughts can know this and Paladins. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, it's it, again, if I could take this on a Brotherhood Terminator squad or like yeah. uh, on even just strikes. Even just strikes. It would this be great. would be really, really cool. But I can only take it on uh, Dreadnoughts, Vendreds, and Paladins. Um, yeah, it's... Well, Paladins not, getting like a, a zero-up save isn't, isn't yeah. nothing. But so this is actually a pretty cool time to because also the Libby can cast this and this is where my the silver fridge comes into it. This is Love part it. of the the silver fridge. So <laughs> I think we've seen most of the components of this now. So basically, a Libby has a two plus save. He's got Terminator armor, right? He can know this armed resilient psychic power. So you cast this bad boy on him, and now he's got a one up save. Mm-hmm. One up save. That's pretty good. But we can go chonkier, and that's what we're going to do. So we're going to give him the cuirass of sacrifice, which is one of the relics. Yep which gives you another add one to your armor saves. So you're now mm-hmm. in a zero up save and you get a five up feel no pain. And if that wasn't enough, you go into Tide of Shadows, so you get light cover. Cover. And if so you're an- already getting light oh. cover, you get minus oh. one to hit. And oh. suddenly your Admech play is shooting a Laz chicken thing at you and you're getting a three up save. No, wait. That's, you're yeah, getting a... Uh, it's, if you're not ignoring cover, I think you get a two up save against that Laz cannon. So you're at a minus one armor save, so minus one yeah. goes to... and it's minus three, correct? 
Yeah, so it'd be a three up. Uh, hang so on. Mi- okay. minus one goes to zero. Because I'm getting plus rent. three to my save, and they're minus so, three. Oh, yeah, then you get a two up. Yeah. I'm going to get a two up save against the last cannon, bro. Nice, nice. This so is, yeah, so awesome. minus minus one save goes to zero, goes to rend one. Yeah, you're right. So this is two up. Two Oof. up save against the last cannon, man. Oh, I'm just it's saying... so funny that we have to count zero as a number in that equation. I know. Zero yeah, literally rep- represents a, a null. Never mind. Confusing what humans have done with their own constructs. Yep. The silver <laughs> um, fridge, dude, guys, get on it. The, the silver fridge, get on it. Coined by Stuart the Kid Trainer on this episode of Art of War Down Under. Like you write that down. You give credit. You pay the pay the royalties <laughs> for the silver pay fridge. Pay homage every time. <laughs> every time you write this in your list, you have to write the silver fridge. Yep, and every time you roll that the roll that improved save, you roll that two up against the. Can last that be cannon. my new nickname on stream now? Like Stuart, Stuart, silver, the silver fridge, fridge trainer. trainer, and then when you when you start graying at the temples like thirty years from now, oh, it's yeah, yeah, silver yeah. fox your trainer. Yeah, yeah. you just morph. Love it. All right. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Last last one. Uh, yeah, last one is a serial castigation, and this is known by interceptors. Uh, it is a warp charge value of six. If manifested, this psychic unit can shoot as if it were the shooting phase, and then it can make a normal move as if it were your movement phase. After making this move and or resolving these shooting attacks until the end of the turn, this psychic unit cannot make a normal move, advance, charge, or shoot. This is amazing. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. It's fire and fade with multiple units in the psychic phase. Yeah. This is yep. so cool. There's ample, a million ways you can use this. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's uh, so good, so good. This, this, I think, is a case of putting some... Um, how, many, how many special weapons can they take? Uh... Uh, and a unit of five, you can take one, and a unit of ten can take two. That's why I actually don't mind taking a ten man. Put two special weapons, combat squad, yeah. into the two five go up and be a and, and be a bully. Then two just peekaboo their way up the up the table, shooting, firing, fading every every turn. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that concept. Like this, du- a one ten man that just has just a duality of purpose. Uh, that can st- it still slaps when it gets there, no problem. But there's you know one goes straight in and one just takes its time harassing. Everywhere, yeah. everywhere up the board. I love it. Yeah. I think, it's and it's great. like essentially you can make a unit move twenty four inches. Like, I oh, know it's so good. If if only you had obsec on demand, <laughs> like some other armies do. Yeah, well, we kind of you can kind of set it up in a with a yeah. few different things, but yeah, one hundred percent, we don't have the ability to just turn on with a strategy. Right? But what I love very- is. Um, you just you just yeet yourself twenty four inches onto somebody else's objective, and then yep. you know you just gate something to clear that objective in the yep. and then move on to it. It's just really good well, for board. The other control. the Phenomenal. other part of the puzzle here, right, is because you're doing a shooting attack in the psychic phase. You can use this to blow up screens with your storm yes. bolters, and then move you can past gate, mm-hmm. You can gate mm-hmm. into the hole that you've created. So I did this multiple times with the previous incarnation of this power, and it's yeah. Yeah, well, while it's not as reliable as it used to be, though, because you used to be shooting paladins to do this, and paladins uh, with enough buffs yeah. would kill just about. Yeah. There was no screen in the game. The, the, the screen that would survive that doesn't exist, um, yeah. and so yeah. it's a little bit harder because you're wielding at best two special weapons and a bunch of storm bolters. Yeah. But man, you put there's enough buffs on those that you can put on those storm bolters to make them terrifying to any screen. Hundred percent. Yep. Mm. All right, we are into the warlord traits. I've got Lineage uh, of Purity next. What are you, what are you up to? 65, 66. Lineage of Purity, man. Oh, you, Purity. I, I, I went too yeah, far. Yeah, skipping out on my, uh, my chaplain <laughs> bus, bro. Skipped. What are you doing? Also, we, wrapping up the Sanctity Discipline, the five yeah. powers there are all pretty good. Like, it's a good, yeah, the good five, five powers. Power uh, I do want to... Uh, there is only five powers. <laughs> there is only five powers. You cannot convince me there are six. Yes. 100%. I love it. But, dude, they're all good. They're all they're, very they're good. They're good, man. They are yeah. very good. Um, um, 
the the only one I, I'm iffy on is armed resilience, but that's simply because of the units that can take it. Yeah. Um, it but again, I, I don't think I don't think dreadnoughts are bad. I just think they're not as efficient as you kind of need them to be in a lot of matchups. I I'm going to put it out there that in this current meta in this current environment and the way this book is going, they're bad. They're actually yeah bad. okay yeah no fair enough yeah. I'll, I'm I'll just that. I haven't it. used them anyway so like well I just don't think you're gonna I think you're just gonna look like I could have a dread knight that does so much and then I could have not this even guy. that much more expensive either uh, yeah or I can have this guy who does so little <laughs> um, yeah they actually they actually need to see just need to stick like two more arms on dread knights you need to be four arm dread uh, sorry dreadnoughts now. They need yeah. more guns on them. Oh, anyway, man, if you could uh, take a redemptive dreadnought with our grain arts, yes, that would Dude, be spicy. Tide of Shadows is everything with the the order healing three techie and Tide of Shadows on a redemptor. Mwah. Gimme, oh, beautiful, it'd be so good. All right, uh, we're into Litany's Litany of Expulsion Aura as first one. If this litany is inspiring, then while friendly, Greyhound's core Greyhound's character unit is within six of this priest each time the model unit makes an attack. You can uh, re-roll the hit roll. So just it's just the same as you know regular chappy's got. Yeah, it's it's litany of hate. Litany of hate. Easy done. Um, moving on. Yeah. Moving on, we have words of power, and this is probably the best one. Um, so this, if this litany is inspiring, select one friendly Greyhound's core or Greyhound's character unit within six inches of this priest. Each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack with a nemesis weapon, an unmodified wound roll for six successfully wounds the target one additional time. And if the tide of convergence is dominant for your army, the target also suffers one multiple wound. If that was just... There's, so there's no reason for both. You get both. That just makes it so OP. <laughs> you get yeah, both so of those buffs. The, the other part of this puzzle, which is in tides, which we haven't touched on yet, but yes. it's probably coming up very soon, um, is that... Tide of Convergence also, when you get a Wound Roll of 6, gives you an additional mm-hmm. Mortal Wound. And currently, the way this is worded, and I, I haven't seen anyone that's been able to actually disprove this to me with the way it's mm-hmm. actually rules is written, every time you get a 6 to Wound, you do 2 Wounds and 2 Mortal Wounds in addition on top of this. Yes. And yes. this just dials up any unit in your army's damage output to To ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just, I, I rolled it out today. I was like, can 5, intercept, like five Interceptors... Can they just kill a knight? Yeah, and yep, turns out they hundred uh, percent can just by yep. doing this. So it's yeah, I think there needs to be an FAQ because this actually is um, too good. Just putting it out there, this is yeah, too good. I, I I kind of agree with you. This is kind of pants on head stupid. If it was just a yeah. double double wounds on sixes, it would be fine. Exactly right. Um, I still probably this, take it at that as well. This is going to bad touch a lot of people, and so we really need to point out that any like a five man grey knight unit with words of power on it. Can kill just about anything in the game, guys. Just and when you combo anything. with Hammerhand into this man, so you get reroll wounds. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you just fish all the sixes, and you just do twenty mortal wounds. And oh, it's I, obnoxious. I actually do not think there is anything in the game that survives it. And it's just a five man. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. We haven't seen this kind of power come from like such a small unit since like GSC Aberrants at the peak of their powers. Yeah, um, they like had anything. Even they don't compare to this actually. No. Um, yeah. All right. Next up, we have Entonement for Guidance. Uh, if this lit is inspiring, select one friendly Greyhound's core, Greyhound's character from your army within six of this priest. Um, each time a model in that unit makes a range attack, you can ignore any or all ballistic skill modifiers. Um, I think this is actually going to be very good later because I'm expecting a certain amount of 
blue skill shenanigans from some of the Eldar armies, the Craftworld armies. Yep. Um, and so I think this is only going to get better with time. As it is right now, at best, it's a plus one to hit. Yeah, um, it, it's yeah. I, I don't mind if you're running Pergs. Uh, I have yep. thought about taking this with a, a, a with a chaplain. Um, but at the minute, at the minute, I can't merit taking it. But again, yeah. if we see more stuff happening with Eldar and uh, also potentially Harlequins, this mm-hmm. becomes really good. I agree. All right. Next we have Psalm of Purity, which is an aura. If this litany is inspiring, while a friendly Grey Knight's core or Grey Knight's character with, unit is within six inches of this uh, model makes a range attack, on an unmodified wound roll of six, improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's kind of like the, what sisters have this as a sacred right, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, if you feel like you need the extra AP on your shooting, um, yeah, take this. Uh, again, I think most of your AP is just going to come from your combat. I think you're shooting Agreed. with the, with the sort of volume of shooting you put out, even though the AP is not that substantial, um, you, you're probably just going to do enough as it is. And this is only yeah. on win rolls of sixes, so it's not reliable. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, again, only, time, you, only time I like this is in the, the AdMech matchup when you just need to clear as many Skatari models as possible. Sure. That's yep. apart, from, apart from that, yeah. It's okay. It's nice. It's nice that you can increase it to by another six inches, three yeah, inches. Yeah. I mean, it was well. This wasn't. This has changed names, but in the previous um, iteration in the Psychic Awakening, we just picked a unit and it got an extra AP for Psy yeah. and Nemesis. I would have just preferred they kept that. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Next up is Refrain of Convergence. For the inspiring, uh, select one unit within six of the priest. That unit and models it contains stop being affected by any psychic powers. Powers that have been already been affecting that, uh, or that have been manifested by an enemy unit. To the start of your next command phase, that unit and models in it contains, I don't know why it needs to say that, are not affected by any psychic powers manifested by enemy units. So it turns off any psychic powers that are on them, and they can't be affected by any further until your next psychic phase. Mm. Look, I think this is the one that makes the T Suns matchup a non-event for Grey Knight players. Yeah. So if you're taking this and you can take uh, and you put this on, I, I think this is good. The best is going to be is in teams because yes, you can put this exactly right in teams where you can do some really weird um, skew matchups, and I can have a ten-man Terminator brick, and I put this on them. I grant, yes. I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think a thousand Suns army can kill that. Nope, they cannot. They can't do they it. Actually, they actually can't do it. If you think um, you can, great. Uh, only, I'd love only, to be wrong, but I, yeah. I, I reckon I could play the game that you cannot kill this unit. And you just pair that, then you pair that unit with the six up invuln or the five plus with the apothecary, and it's actually invincible against yeah. the T-Zone's matchup. Because the only way, only way you kill it is by having like the, uh, two or three contemptors, two or three forge fiends, and just having to sh- try and shoot it dead. Yeah, um, that that unit of ten, and then you still might stick the shot. You, you you're cool. You might make it, might not. If you don't make it, they're resing. They got feel no pain, and you you're screwed. Um, and, well, the thing you know, is as well, I, I don't think Thousand Suns take uh, being bullied too well. They don't. And, that's and, exactly uh, right. This unit just bullies them. And exactly. They, they just can't kill it quick enough by the time it just takes them out. And, and, and guess what? If you're playing teams at the moment, chances are you probably got a sisters player in your matchup, which means the T Suns player just gets pincered between those two. Or yeah, you, in that you just wreck their pairings. Their pairings are just like, what do I do with this useless T Suns player now? I have to put yeah. them under the bus <laughs> to try and draw out one of these guys or whatever. Get the value you can. Because yeah, that that is. Um, I th- and, and I'm putting it out there right now. That's. A, a litany that is only going to double and triple in efficiency. Um, yeah, it's going to yep. only get better, better and better and better and better and better. Um, all right, you're up. <coughs> Excuse me. Recita- recitation of projection. If this litany is inspiring, select one friendly Grey Knight's core or Grey Knight's character unit within six inches of the priest. 
Until the start of your next command phase, add six inches to the range characteristics of bolt and psi weapons uh, for models made in that unit uh, sorry, that are equipped with such a, of those weapons. Uh, and they get an increase of six inches to the range of those weapons. If you are in tide of convergence, um, you instead add three inches to the range of the psi weapons in addition to the six inches provided by the tide of convergence. So uh, it gives you a net total of an increase of nine inches. Not bad. I don't mind it because range is one of the things that um, Grey Knights struggle with. And one of the issues that I think, well, the biggest thing you've got to avoid as a Grey Knight player a lot of the time is getting into a protracted trade war. Um, and that can yep. be, people can force that upon you by playing the range game with you. Um, yep. But this lets you play that range game back, which I think is quite good. I think it's really good. Yeah, 100%. Um, the only reason, though, I think you're not really going to see this litany mainly is just because Tide of Conversions gives you plus six range, six inch range on um, your side weapons anyway which yeah, is exactly. a really relevant buff. Um, yes. People are sleeping on it, but the ability to sit out at 30 inches and stay out of the 24-inch threat range of Drakari mm -hmm. and uh, Sisters is very yes. powerful. Huge, man. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, again, it, you're just probably not going to see this because the majority of your relevant shooting is going to be your side weapons, and they can already sit at 30 inches. Yeah. Exactly right. All right, next up, last one. Invocation of Focus. If this litany is inspiring, while the friendly Grenots, oh, sorry, is it Aura, by the way? Uh, while the friendly core or character unit was in six of this priest, each time a unit attempts to manifest a blessing psychic power, add one to that attempts that uh, attempt psychic test. Hmm. Look, I do, I do like this. I do like this. But at the same time, I don't know if you're blessing yourself and not going into fight. Like if you're blessing yourself and then not charging off outside of this Aura. Um, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You tell me. You're the expert. Well, yeah, I guess it's good, like just to make gate more reliable because that's a blessing, right? So you yeah. just put this up, and then whoever casts gates gets plus five, so they're getting on a six. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I don't like this is that you're taking a hundred and ten point character who yeah. then has to on a three up get this, or you're paying two CP to auto inspire it, which just doesn't feel good for a plus one to cast. You may as well take a brother captain at that point. Um, um do you, do your chappies get two and cast one? Yeah. They know two they, cast one. They they used to. They now know one and cast one. Oh, I've never heard of it because you, <laughs> yeah. you just words of power. And we have hands no down way to, We have no way to master a sanctity. Yeah, yep. hands down every time words of power. No need to no need to say anymore. There's no yeah, way you take any of these things over words of power right now. It, is it bad that I would still trade all of these for Canticle of Hate from the Space Marine? Why is that one better than, than Litany? Oh, so the plus two charge, you mean? The plus I, two I, charge. Why do they have to have Litany of Hate and Canticle of Hate? That just confuses the hell yeah. out of me. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That one, if yeah. the brain I, was, I, You know be... what? I'll even trade you Purge Soul, which is a premium psychic power <laughs> that Grain Knights have. Uh, we'll, we'll even give you that uh, if you give us that. Like, just, this is my trade proposal. So I'll, I'll say right now, um, words of power, uh, is it better than that? I, it's not. It's not. It's not better than it's that. It's just that a is reliability, better. right? Like, yeah, it's, a, it's an activator. It just makes your army yeah. better at doing everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That thing is, is just too good. Like, words but, um, of power is really good, and the damage is obscene, but likely that's going to get FAQ'd. And also, most is. of the time, at the minute, you don't need that much damage. <laughs> well, yeah, MSU meta. When the hell do you yeah. need that anymore? Like, do you need yeah. that much damage? Um, yeah. Yeah. Not fair. It's it's what what I love what I love about it though is that you know five strikes just go in and just auto one hundred percent killer raider like no ifs no buts it's just dead. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's what I like about it it just gives you just such reliability on a five man um, yeah yeah I, that's what I love about it but you're right the fact is they've got a nine in charge and reserve that you can't change at all yeah um, and that sure. does suck that sucks a lot um, yeah. as far as it is 
yeah, um, Words of Power, never heard of the rest because you can't take any of the rest. Uh, yeah. And if you're not taking Words of Power, you better have a damn good reason. Yeah, 100%. All right, um, Warlord Traits. First one is Demon Slayer. I'm assuming this is just going to kill demons. Each time this Warlord fights, if it made a charge move this turn, and then until that fight is resolved, add one to its attack characteristic, so plus one attack on the charge. And then each time this Warlord makes a melee attack against a demon unit, and vulnerable saving throws cannot be made against this attack. Uh, yeah, meh. It's meh, but I love this so much because I play against <laughs> a lot of Chaos players do, down here. Do. And... Um, yeah, I, it's just, again, pr- probably no one else is seeing it the way I do, but just in Australia, you have to be able to beat Chaos players. You have to be able to beat Demon players. And Grey Knights probably suck at it the most because of that stupid stratagem of demonic incursion that demons have. Mm-hmm. So the ability to make killing demons easier is always good. And this is amazing on a Grandmaster Dread Knight because you also get the plus one attack, so you get an extra yes, quick profile. that's true. That's true. And then yeah. he literally kills every demon in the game so much easier. So yeah. Well, how many? It gets 12 attacks on the sweep, yeah? He gets 12 attacks, so this so is go, it, 14. 14. So you just walk yeah. in and you just hit on twos, kill on twos into whatever demons you go into. That's that's pretty sick. Um, yeah. I, I, by that, I mean any lesser demons. Um, yeah. All right. You know, I got if you're versing the avatar, this also ignores his vulnerable save too. So you know, because we needed to kick the avatar in the balls one more time. Well, you know, you never know when you might play Sean Naden at uh, top table. Right? At top so table, it's always, right? Always best to be prepared. <laughs> All right, you're up. All right, next we got Hammer of Righteousness, which is our crow-specific one as well. Each time this warlord makes a melee attack, if it made a charge move or was charged or performed heroic intervention this turn, add one to the attack's wound roll. Plus one attack yes, on the plus charge. Plus one wound. Feels good. Yeah. That feels pretty it's not good. Bad. Not bad yeah. at all. Pretty cool. Um, any mileage here? Uh, look, not really. <laughs> yeah. I'm yielding anvils up next. It is an aura. Uh, while friendly Granite's core, Granite's character unit is within six of this wallet. It has the objective secured ability. If a model has in the unit has such an ability already, it cancels having one more when determining if it controls an objective marker. I love that they have this. Yeah. I what if what good. if rights of war, but better, essentially. But better. So, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, do you take this though? Yeah. Do, do you take it? Who do you take it on? I've been putting it on a few different things. I've been putting on my Grandmaster Dread Knight because I like yep. to double Warlord trade him with first in the fray. So he can just do him. some pretty cool uh, sneaky objective grabs by charging yep. into people that don't have obsec and then he just steals it. Um, you can also, because you're probably aggressively gaining him around the table anyway, you can also uh, use him to aggressively gate your obsec around the table, which is mm. a pretty cool little extra niche ability for him as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like one. I nearly teleported with a relic in one game just to move the obsec aura to grab an objective off my opponent in one of the games as well. That's I cool. did, but I nearly did as well. So I, it just well, I, adds yeah. a little bit of extra dynamic and flavor you can do with him. You're exactly right. It is um, it is rights of war, but better because you do just get to reposition it whenever you want. I love I used mm-hmm. to love taking rights of war on a um, Ravenwing Talon Master because I could just yeah. double move double move the bastard whenever I needed to and just be anywhere. Yeah. And um, being able to do that is always powerful. Yeah, exactly right. All right, next up, uh, first of the fray. Uh, is this your yeah. turn or my turn? I think it's my turn, this one. Uh, so this one is add one to advance charge rolls made for this warlord. Uh, if this warlord has made a charge move this turn, then until the end of the turn, each time a friendly Granite's core unit declares a charge against an enemy unit that is within engagement range of this warlord, add one to the charge roll made for that unit. So this is the uh, only source of plus one to charge. Has this gotten worse slightly? Uh, it was an aura of reroll charges. Yeah, I think um, that that is actually better than him having this conditional 
he makes yeah, a charge first. Yeah, but I mean, look, it's good if you're just like, again, putting on a Grandmaster Dreadnought that you want to push to get into combat. Yeah, that's um, fair. Because with part of Celerity, um, which will come oh, to that's in a sec, true. plus one to charge on him mm. means that I think it's, with a reroll, I think it's like almost 80% chance you'll make the charge, which is pretty damn reliable. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool on him. And then if you're setting that up with setting up a lot of other Deep Strike charges this turn, um, and again, it's one of those weird ones where you want to make sure that you're multi-charging and just tagging the unit that the Dreadnought charged so that you can yep. um, get the plus one to charge. But yeah, you can you can set up some pretty cool uh, deep strike charges with it. But it's again, you've got to jump through a lot of hoops and that's always yeah, annoying. Yeah, yeah. The extra T's and C just bothers me a little bit. Um, all right, next up is Nemesis Lord. And I don't think you'll ever hear this one. Each time this warlord makes a melee attack with a nemesis weapon, an unmodified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you've made it any It used worse? to be plus one damage on exactly. nemesis weapons. And that I still wish it was because it would have been awesome. <laughs> way better than this. Way better yeah. than this. Um, but but having a nemesis greatsword with plus one damage would have been obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, true. Like damage three, damage that. three swings with up yeah. to fourteen attacks thanks to another warlord trait. <laughs> damage three is when I say Huge. swings, I mean sweeps. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right, you got the last one. Yep, psychic epitome. At the start of each uh, start of each of your psychic phases, select one friendly granite psychic unit within six inches of this warlord. Until the end of the phase, each time that unit manifests a Witchfire psychic power, when resolving that psychic power, an enemy unit suffers any... If they suffer any mortal wounds, they suffer one additional mortal wound. Nice. Now, what, what did you call this? Psychic call epitome? This, is it psychic epitome or epitome? Oh, God. <laughs> I have made it's, a terrible mistake. It's, it's what I don't know. I don't know. Man. Uh, I don't know. It, it probably is epitome. It's, one of, the like, two, it's, it's one of the two things sounds, we said. Better, right? We're gonna leave it. We're gonna leave it obscure. You can make up your own thing. Um, what do you think? Of this? Is any good? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, you can make again. There's a really cool kind of like uh, psychic blasting Libby you can make. Um, and he gets like you basically buff himself with this, and then he casts two witch fires, and he's um mm. doing some serious mortal wound output. Uh, it, it's pretty cool and pretty cute. I yeah, yeah I, whether you take it over some of the other warlord traits. I'm not sure. It's up to you. And so wait, wait a second. Who gets purifying flame? Does Libby get purifying flame? They can take purifying flame. So yes, you can take this. Yeah. So you can you could... do four mortals. Yeah. Per or is there yeah, a yeah four thing mortals per one? Yeah. And then uh, he could also learn Vortex of Doom if you wanted him. So he could do. Well, didn't you? Um, didn't you say he could do the purifying flame twice? Yeah, hundred percent. Good. And you could do it three times by casting ACP. Just, just, just slap down eight mortals off two casts. Yeah. That so seems ridiculous. Yeah. It's pretty good, hey, yeah. It's pretty good, so, yeah, man. There's um yeah, so basically the there is a very cool setup with the Libby. You can do that, um you can cast multiple um oh yeah, you you can just dish out a bunch of mortal wounds with your mm. um thing. But again, the the issue is here that this is relatively short range and your opponent yeah. can easily yeah. sort of kite around this. Mm-hmm. Um now, I, I, if you're like a really good sort of player by setting up these kind of plays, someone like kind of like Eric is, I know he would like like dish out some serious pain with this sort of setup, um, then, yeah, it's really good. But I don't know. For my play style, uh, I'm not so big on it. But, yeah, it's not a bad That's one it. to have in the, um, the toolbox. Easy done. All right, we are moving on to the secondaries, the first of which is called Destroy the Demon. And I feel like this is going to be rough. Um, 
If you select this objective, then you score points for each unit that was destroyed in the battle by a Grey Knight's unit from your army as follows. Demon Primarch, score 550 points. Any other Demon Monster unit, score 350 points. Demon Vehicle, score 350 points. Any other Demon unit, score 1 victory point. Um, it's the any other Demon unit one. I mean, so if you ran into Demon Monster Mash, yeah? This is going to be good because you, they've probably yep. got three keepers, and if you don't kill the keepers, you lose the game. So cool, you take it. Um, but other than that, like, yuck. I don't think it's that bad, man. MSU, well, like, I think, there's well, sure. MSU demons, right? Like, I, I just, I just hate that there's only one army in the game where you, this is even takeable. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The the thing is, well, we say one army in the game, but there is some uh, interesting demon engine builds with like iron warriors and stuff, and they are demon vehicles. Um, there's also is there PBCs of, and blow drones yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. also demon vehicles. So yeah. if they're spamming a lot of those. You, this is actually not a bad take. Um, mm. It's kind of like big game hunter, but better in those matchups. That's fair. Um, and uh, also bring it down rather. I yeah, should yeah. say. Um, and yeah, again, it, it only works against really, like you said, one or two factions. But when it's good, it's good. So yeah, fair. All right, easy done. And that was yep. in the Purge the Enemy slot, if I forgot. Purge the Enemy slot, yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, No Mercy, No Respite, which is Teleport Assault. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, it's score victory, three victory points at the end of the battle round if one or more enemy units were destroyed by Grey Knight's model from your army that was set up on the battlefield using the Teleport Strike ability, the Teleportation Shunt Stratagem, or the Gate of Infinity Psychic Power during the battle round. Brilliant. Amazing. This is, this is really good. It's, it's yeah. like... Uh, grind them down better. It's so easy to set up in. Uh, yes. If you're playing again, any MSU army, you should be able to do this because you can do this in multiple ways. You can kill this them either a... by a psychic, you can kill them by a shooting, mm-hmm. or you can kill them by a combat. Yes. So, so in my mind, this is like an auto nine, just about like just about, about. an auto nine. There's, and there's I, nobody. I don't think there's any way somebody can play the game without giving you nine points on this. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's. Yeah, I, I've used this quite a number of times now, and I, I have loved it. Everything, every game I have played or where I have picked it, I've loved it. Well, so I hear people are starting to put their Nemesis Dreadnoughts in reserve more. I think you even mentioned that, did you? Or yeah, maybe yeah. With one of the no, guys in the part two. Is this why? Because well. off the deep strike, this just picks up like a Dreadnought can't not pick up any like MSU unit, pretty much. Yep. Yep. I love it's it. It's really good. I think it's, it's really great. Good. I think that's great. Yep. All right. And it's up. also in the no res- mercy, no respite category, which can always be a bit iffy if you haven't built forward to the last. Yes. Um, so, uh, which I, look, most of the time I am building my army to do to the last as well, mm-hmm. but the ability to flex between the two. So if I'm versing Drukari or Sisters, where I'm not confident that I, I you know, again, you yeah. have to play a bit more of a trade war. You might be at the end of the game with very little uh, things left. This is still good because you're still going to yeah. score reliably Nine to 12, 15 points off. Of it. Exactly right. Um, all right, next up is Warcraft. This is actually the last of them anyway. Uh, yep. Purifying, ri- so it's in the Warcraft section. It's Purifying Ritual. Score a number of victory points at the end of the battle round as shown in the table below with the number of victory points scored depending on how many units from your army successfully completed the following psychic action that battle round. Um, purifying Ritual Psychic Action Warp Charge Value 5. In your Psychic Phase, this action can be performed by any number of units in your army. In your Psychic Phase, if a Grey Knight's Psychic unit from your army is in three of an objective marker, it can attempt to purify it by performing this action. Each objective marker can only be purified more than once. It can only be purified more than once in the same turn. Um, 
number of uh, objects can be verified, one, one victory point, two, two victory points, three, four victory points, four plus, six victory points. Uh, you can do the same You can do the same one more than once, can't you? The same objective? Yeah. No, it does say that during um, the – you can only purif- successfully purify each one once. Okay, cool. But you can cool. attempt – to do it multiple times on the same one if the first attempt mm. fails, which is a key caveat here. This is a really awesome secondary. Well, no, what I mean is, is in the in the game, you can do the same objective more than once. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you yeah. could so do... You, yeah. Your home objective can be done five times. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Cap. And so this is this is very similar to the Vital Intelligence um, secondary, yeah. isn't it? Where you get a matter of victory point. You do, a, you do an action on an objective, and you get and a matter of victory points. And you're holding those, yeah. Yeah, depending yeah. on how many you do. But this one, you have to do an action on each of the objectives, and then you get a number shown. It's at the end of the battle round. It's it's scored as well. So going second with this secondary is actually really powerful. Well, it, it's at the end of the battle round, but it's also in your turn, right? Because you can only do this action during your turn, right? It's a psychic action. So um, you... I don't know. It doesn't really matter if you're going first or second, really, here with it. Yep. It's successfully completed the following psychic action at battle round. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't say when the psychic action is completed. So I'm assuming well, it's completed. Well, because psychic it's, actions are completed yeah, when you successfully cast As soon as you manifest them. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter going first or second. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, um, and where this is good as well is that unlike regular actions, psychic actions, you can still shoot, charge, move, all the rest of the good goody stuff. Yeah, you just give up all your other casts. And seeing as most of the units that are going to be doing this is probably... Don't care well, about their casts. Don't care about their casts because they're, they're not using Hammerhand that turn. They're not using, you know, double move that turn, et cetera, et cetera. I think this yep. is phenomenal. Wow. This is an amazing secondary. I have picked this uh, two of my games. I have maxed it both times. Yes. Uh, it is... It's just really good. Um, oh, so good. I uh, uh, Just a very quick story I'll tell. Like, say, in one of my games, uh, I played against a Sisters player. Uh, we were playing on uh, the Scorched Earth mission, so I have three objectives in my like in my half of the table, mm-hmm. and I picked to the last this purifying ritual against the Sisters player, which may you may think is crazy at first. Crazy, it's, yep. It's actually good. Uh, and then the last one I picked was uh, Raise the Banners, and I had picked three secondaries that I did not have to interact with my opponent to actually. Mm. I didn't have to leave my table half. Yeah, my opponent was all on them. The onus was on them to interact with me. And while you say, oh, well, this is have a five-up denier, why would you pick this, which can be because easily Because you do denied? it two, or, do you do it two or three times on every objective. I do it two or three times yeah. on each objective. So if yeah. they deny the first one, I'm like, cool, next unit, boom. Next up. You're going to get one three. And, yep, I love it. And, and you still want to do that anyway, because you're casting this on a five. It's not mm-hmm. a guarantee. So you want to layer to have multiple time, multiple units to cast on the same objective. Yeah, this is incredible. Such this is a really good secondary. Good. This is really good. So yep. theoretically, though, can you... If you put up a banner, can you do a psychic action as well? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. That would be too much. Because you could just have like little bastard, um, special, cheapest chip special characters running around putting up a banner and then doing a psychic action. That would be too much. But yeah. um, pretty good, my brother. Jeez, yeah, those last this is two, awesome. Wow. Teleport Assault this is, is a phenomenal yeah. one. And Warpcraft is, sorry, the Psychic Purifying yeah. Ritual is actually better. It's actually yeah. better. The, the big thing I actually think, uh, the biggest buff Grand Knights got in this new codex, apart from all the other stuff that they got, is actually this one page in the book. I agree. Because suddenly Grey Knights have so many way so many accessible secondaries they, they can play for, which makes them so flexible and adaptable to so many different matchups. Agreed. So um Agreed. and this is where uh like you know the really high tier players are going to know when to pick all these different secondaries. They still have the stratagem to swap a secondary at the start of the game. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. And this is so, the, this is the swap. This is the swap, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. This wow. is the real strength of Grey Knights now. Is I think they're one of the best secondary armies in the game. I do. I agree, man. I totally agree. Um, they're up there with like I think I used to think Dark Angels had the best was the best secondary army in the game, just because you didn't need to do anything to get 85 points. I think these guys are on par or close to being on par with that. And the yeah. fact is, I think they're just a better they're just a better faction, well, more rounded rounded faction than Dark Angels now. But Dark Angels have been figured out too thoroughly. Um, I I am in awe of those last two strats. I think they're uh, so last two secondaries. I think they they let this army really activate. I 100% agree. They're, they mm. are very powerful. And it's sort of another part of the puzzle as well is because of poor the witch is a secondary that really hurts them. This exactly. finally gives them, mm. it gives them some way to at least compete against that. That Sure, well, if you're if they're going to get an auto 15 on their um, yep. uh, on their poor the witch, you're probably going to get an auto 15 on your purifying ritual. Exactly right. You get to at least offset it some way, which was the issue. It was like, I'm just giving 50, away 15 at points and I'm not guaranteeing 15 for myself. At least this is in some way. And in so doing so, if you're playing for Warpcraft, you're probably playing to deny them getting a huge amount of kills as well. So who knows? You could be impacting their score at the same turn. Uh, yep. I think, yeah, I think this, you're right. This is probably the best page in the book. Um, yep. Mm. It's just All right, good. cool. Well, we're going we're gonna to transition talk about a couple of data sheets pretty quickly. I don't think there's actually all, despite we, how there's much... There's only one thing we haven't touched on, man, which is uh, uh, my, so the uh, tides. Cause it's not of course. Yeah. Uh, so I have it up here, though. So I will uh, quickly go through them knock for them all, you. Knock one. them all out for me. Awesome. So the first one to know is Tide of Conversions. Yep. Uh, so there are five tides as well. And basically, you get to pick a tide at the start of the battle round and uh, start of the first battle round. After uh, and, you know who goes first and second. Yep. For those who are unfamiliar, tides is what you get for being mono, mono Grey Knights. Yeah, this is a Mono Grey Knight buff. Um, and basically, you have the Warp Shaping Psychic Power to swap between them. Uh, so the first one is Tide of Convergence. Uh, while this Tide is dominant for your army, add six, in- six inches to the range characteristics of side weapons um, that models in this unit are equipped with. And yep. each time a model with- in this unit makes a melee attack with an Emesis weapon, on an unmodified wound roll of six, the target suffers one model wound in addition to any normal damage. Yep, okay, cool. Yeah, yep. This is just Sick. very good. It buffs your range capability. It buffs your mm. combat. This is This is just straight up good. This is probably the Tide that you're going to sit in most of the game. Fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, the next one is Tide of Celerity. Uh, while this one is dominant for your army, each time an advanced roll is made for this unit, treat a dice roll of a one or a two as a three. And each time a charge roll is made for this unit, treat each dice roll of a one or a two as a three instead. Now, this is a <laughs> sneaky... This is sneaky good, isn't it? This is sneaky good. This is sneaky... This is very <laughs> sneakily good. Um, so, yeah, it's... Kind of like out of deep strike, it's almost a plus one to charge out of deep strike. Mm. Um, the cool thing is, as soon as you roll a six, uh, it's a guaranteed charge on that charge because uh, a six and a one uh, would become a th- the one would become a three, and six plus three is nine. Um, and also, six plus two is equal to nine as well. Um, so that's that's some cool math for you um, that you didn't learn in high school. Uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, this is cool uh, as well, though. When you're playing the MSU game and you're lining up five to six, six to seven-inch charges, um, and then suddenly there is, there's no failure points because you yeah. can't fail a six-inch charge because mm-hmm. uh, even if you roll snake eyes, you still move, you've got a six-inch charge. And, yeah. uh, you know, a seven-inch charge, you just need to roll a four-plus on one dice and you get to re-roll it. Like, 
the, obviously there's a chance you fail, but it's not very high. So um, yeah, this is this is good. I yeah, it's um, very good. Yeah. Alright, what's next? Next is Tide of Shadows. While this tide is dominant for your army, each time a ranged attack made by an enemy model more than 12 inches away from your unit uh, that targets this unit, models in this unit are treated as receiving the benefits of light cover. If every model in this unit was already receiving the benefits of light cover, models in that unit are also treated as receiving the benefits of dense cover. Uh, this is the one you're just going to start in every game, isn't it? Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Like Honestly, unless I don't... You, unless, you well, have, unless you have enough terrain to just hide everything in the it, army anyway. Yeah, if you can hide everything, um, and I think with Grey Knights having the small footprint that they will have and the fact that they're going to put a lot of stuff in Teleport Strike, I think you're going to quite easily be able to hide most of your things. Plus, you have a redeploy access, so you should be able to just hide from your opponent or minimize their mm. damage on turn one anyway. Uh, but if you, this is where this becomes really good at the minute is if you're versing uh, uh, nine of the bracket truck swigger buggies and they're going to yes. shoot you with a billion of those mm-hmm. stupid th- sort of things. This actually gives you some resilience against that kind of shooting. Oh, it, really- it, it wrecks them. They're hitting on fives with essentially rend one. They're not that good into marine bodies. Like, yeah, not that good. Yeah. 12, 12 shots becomes four hits. You know, three yeah. wounds if they're lucky, and then what? You save one. It's cool. They kill two marines. That's if they had the max amount of shots. Yep. I guess the scary part is though that they can do that. What, like nine times potentially? Right. I mean, they're not going to roll max shots nine times, but yeah, exactly it, right. Yeah. Well, dude, they, they they roll seven shots on average, and you get like what two or three hits, two yeah. wounds, and you make a save. You kill the dude. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully anyway, uh, you'll be taking rhinos anyway, so they're just not going to be shooting at your squishy infantry, which is That's really true. nice as well. Yeah, yeah, those guys uh, shooting, in, dude, those guys <laughs> shooting into a rhino with that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, uh, tide of escalation is next. Uh, while this tide is dominant from your army in your psychic phase, if your army includes any brotherhood of psychers detachments, each time this unit is selected to uh, manifest psychic powers, it can attempt to manifest uh, its brotherhood psychic power, even if that power has already been attempted to be manifested by another unit that phase each time such a unit attempts to manifest such a power then until the end of the phase add one to that power's warp charge early, uh, for each attempt uh, for each other attempt that has been made during this phase whether the attempt was successful or not important to have but applications don't know yeah. i can only think of one really which is um if you're playing preservers and you want to have multiple squads that go to a five up for no pain next yeah. to the apothecary, yeah. you might do this again. Ugh, I, you're never going to be in a situation where this is good, in my opinion. Um, well, so I was thinking, I was thinking the preservers thing as well. So if you got like you know twenty terminators in a preservers army, I think this becomes yeah. okay. Yeah. If that, if, but that's your archetype. That your archetype is preservers with spamming termies. That could be cool. That could be sick. Hmm. Will it? Will it be better than alternatives? Probably not. Yeah. No, that's the way I see it anyway. But yep. Uh, the last one is tide of banishment. Uh, while this tide is dominant for your army, this uh, this unit gains following ability: banishment aura. While an enemy de- demon unit is within six inches of this unit, subtract two from the leadership characteristic of each model in that enemy unit. And each time a model in that unit makes an attack against a demon unit, reroll a hit roll of one and a re- reroll a wound roll of one. I don't think you're going to have any issues killing demons as it is anyway. You didn't have any issues killing them in the past. The only issue was the bastards kept coming back. So I don't think this is much value. Yeah, look, it's still nice. The, where I think it's nice, though, is the fact that um, the subtract two from the leadership is useful in the sense that, um, and this is one of the few times where minus two leadership is actually relevant. Um mm-hmm. 
because if you if a uh, sorry a demon's unit is dies to morale, they don't get to use the strategy. That's to come true. Back. Now I'm happy you pointed so, that out. That is very true. Forcing them to fail, um, even like minimizing the number of attacks you might get in close combat, such that there's only a couple of models left, mm-hmm. and then you force them to fail and they can flee. That's where this becomes good. But again, this just essentially gives you a, a captain and a lieutenant aura on your whole army when attacking demons. So I actually think if you're playing demons, you're probably going to sit in this tide for maybe one or two turns. So Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Is it for shooting and combat? Shooting and combat. Yeah, I thought, for some reason I thought it was just melee when you read it out. But anyway, um, yeah, shooting and combat does make it, it, it better. I, I agree with you there. Uh, as for yeah. the melee stuff, as for the morale stuff, I don't think with the new morale phase it's as impactful. If we had the old morale phase, 100%, I think you're spot on. Yeah, for but, sure. But fair enough. Um, is there? Is that it? That's that's all five? That's all five. Yeah, so, man, the the first the first one is the money for me. The first one, type Conver- Convergence. Is, convergence, yeah. yeah. It's the money. It's, it's the one you're going to sit in I'm going to say 85% of the time. I just don't understand why they gave you one that increased both melee and shooting so exponentially. You'd think they would have split that up into two. You can have, here's the one for melee, here's the one for shooting, here's the one for psychic, here's the one for moving and charging, here's the one for, you know, anti-demon, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that Mm -hmm. it just gave you one that just enhances your shooting and your your fighting so much, it just hands down the best one, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really is. And honestly, the... The second bullet point, which is the mortal wounds uh, on sixes in combat, like it's good, but for me, the real money is in that add six range. Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think this is a bit contrary to what a lot of people have been saying, but the add six range is so relevant. Well, Being able to sit 30 inches away from sisters where they can't like touch you as much anymore hmm. is so powerful. I may have lied because I actually think Tide of Shadows is better. You think Tide of Shadows is better? I think it's better for Grey Knights than Tide of Convergence. Um, as, is it just a better rule? If I was just to read this out, is it a better rule? Maybe not. But um, the fact is that um, the only the real only thing that Grey Knights have that is worse than other Marines is their durability. Their yeah, shooting, uh, model for model, their shooting is better. Model for model, they have psychic and Marines don't. Model for model, they're better in combat because they're just better in combat except maybe some of the best like may, maybe white scars and blood angels are better in combat but we'll have to see proof in the pudding like you know mm-hmm. across the yep. board you can make you can make one unit of <laughs> you can make one unit of green eyes better than any other uh, yeah, other marine sure. unit but across the board you know level wise but tide of shadows lets them be that that extra durable piece that lets them have that extra bit of durability they they, they can't really get cuz the thing is though cuz you, you don't have Two up saves are outside the termies and the paladins, which have admittedly dropped off a little bit. Um, yeah. And the fact is, you don't have storm shields that you can just put on units. You don't have involuntary yep. you can just apply to things without taking a taking a piece of war gear and spending CP on top, which I don't actually honestly think is worth it. We anymore. also have sanctuary though. You do have sanctuary. That's true. That is actually very true. You do have, you do have uh, on demand, yeah. but like you said, you can't just buy that as a piece of war gear. You get all the time. That has to go yeah. through several you know line breakpoints. Yeah. It's only one it. unit, right? Yeah. It's only one unit. So I think that's why I think Tide of Shadow is more impactful yeah because the longer your stuff stays alive i think it's just better yeah i'm going to be contrary to you i i do not think it is uh i actually rarely ever be in tired of shadows in most of my games uh this is going to sound a bit uh maybe a bit lofty but i think tired of shadows is a bit of a crutch it's fair something i think if you're playing the game uh in a way that you want to be playing the game 
Tide of Shadows doesn't help you play that game. Now, mm. there is instances where it's very good and you will want to use it 100%. Mm-hmm. And when you recognize those situations, definitely turn it on and use it. But I think um, in most games, uh, if you're in Tide of Shadows for too long, you're suffering on like a lot of the other elements that can really buff out your damage output. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Look, well, I, I actually think it's better as a late game tool rather than an early game tool where I want to be mm. late game, spread out, um, and they're trying to shoot me off objectives. And yep. it's just not happening anymore. Whereas early game, I feel like you're kind of wasting it if you're hidden and stuff like that. As a guard player, Tide of Shadows is just like the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah. If I'm playing guard, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in Tide of Shadows and you can, you can suck eggs, man. All game. You Manticores, hitting on fives, going into three up armors. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just a bad 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 time. All right, um, we don't we're gonna talk. We probably actually won't talk much about data sheets. We're we're running pretty long in the tooth as it is. Um, yeah. But tell us, like, cherry pluck out a, a data sheet or two to to talk about quickly. Yeah. Well, the big things you need to know is this: power armor across the board got plus two attacks, so you're looking at three attacks each on every power armor body. Oof. Uh, and they also everything went up a wound. Um, so it's. It's yeah. really different now, isn't it? So it used to be in, in years gone by. It's pretty much ever since seventh, seventh, sorry, fifth edition, the termies and the paladins were like the build around units for grey knights. Yeah. They were the, the central units to them existing. There was time yeah. where uh, cleansing flame was just such a meme in like sixth and seventh edition um, that that was that was the kind of build around the thing. But now it just seems like it, just just name a power armor unit in that book and it's just good. It's just, it's just good, good yeah. if yeah, not phenomenal. So, yeah. The, the your strikes, your, your purifiers, your interceptors, especially interceptors, especially the interceptors. Uh, and your your purgation squad, they, they are all solid choices and they are all good. And I recommend using uh, any of them or a mixture of them in your armies. Um, yep. And they are your build around elements. Uh, Terminator squads, um, they're just when you compare them uh, points wise uh, to a strike marine, they. They don't offer you any extra damage output. They only exactly. offer you a two-up yep. save and an extra wound, yep. which yep. unfortunately in the meta just it, it, it really isn't that good because most things are just going to kill them anyway. Exactly. I have been bad touched by witches too many times Dude, to take expensive units. If you if everybody out there just accepts that everything kills everything, you'll see terminators are bad. Um, yeah, it, it, it's an unfortunate reality. Everything kills everything, yeah. and if it can't, if everything can't kill everything, then they'll put enough buffs on it that it kills everything. Like it's just, it's just a, the way the game is at the moment, um, with yeah. the exception of freaking admech because they get to have nice things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I agree with you. Uh, take your pick of any of the power armor things. So why do, why is everyone so high on dread knights? I know why I'm high on dread knights, and I know why people love them. But make the case. Tell people a little bit about why they. So good. yeah, I've actually been experimenting quite a bit with dread knights, and I I do rate dread knights. I think they are a good solid option. Um, but basically, what they got in this book is that now they across the board have a four plus and vulnerable save. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a two up save base, and they also went up one extra point of movement, so they're at a nine inch move now. Yep. And they also got an extra wound to thirteen wounds, which is actually a really nice uh, break point. But but um, but but wait, there's more. But there's more, you say. Uh, yes, yes, sweep sweep attack. Ah, oh, sweep attack. Huge, yeah, of course. Huge. Sweep attack. So if you take a nemesis greatsword, uh, which is a really good option to take, um, you get uh, a sweep attack, which means that you can essentially get ten attacks in close combat at negative two and two damage. You don't see many sweeps that you don't have. Don't see many sweeps that have two damage. That have two damage. Yeah. Not even Morty gets that. No. So you know, Morty can also suck eggs because you know, <laughs> how it is. 
Um, but dude, it's so important. The, other, the last thing is that they don't take the penalty for moving and shooting. They don't take Finally. the penalty for moving and shooting. Um, yeah, well, they got that anyway from just ninth edition, right? Exactly um, right. But, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really good. So, uh, at least for me, the the main way I think you're going to see them used is, um, and there are there are they are a build around unit. If you want to build around three dread knights um, and a grandmaster dread knight, or even a couple of them, uh, I don't think it's the wrong decision. I think they're a very nice build around unit. Um, you just have to recognize that they do have some weaknesses. Um, mm. First is they're just not infantry. Uh, so that, you know, hurts where you can move and stuff around the table. Um, you do have gate and teleport strike and teleport chunt as yep. a bit of a clutch here, which helps out a lot. Um, but you're right. There isn't a yeah. single there isn't a single buff you can put on their durability, is it? They're just, no, they're just really. exactly what they are. They're not, they're not going to get any yeah. better than the, except apart from Tide of Shadows, they're not going to get any better than their armor saving their invuln that they already have. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And like, but the thing is, actually, why I'll make the case for them that they're not like they're not super durable. But here's the thing, right? You need a minimum of three Darklands shots to go through to actually kill them, because yeah. that thirteen wounds, even if it's um, actually a big deal, yeah, which is actually a big deal. Now, and then you factor in they have a four plus invulnerable save. So, say you yeah. roll statistically, they suddenly need six Darklands to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think the Gra- the Dread Knights actually excel is mainly as shooting platforms. Yeah. Um, and because uh, Grey Knights still need shootings to operate uh, effectively, well, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they also really benefit from taking a Tech Marine to give them extra efficiency and just to bump them up those extra wounds. So that, yeah. Because the last thing you want them th- to be is chipped down. Suddenly yes. they can't be chipped down and your opponent actually needs to dedicate real firepower to killing them. Well, I actually think they take the place of what the Paladins used to be. The Paladins used to be your multi-purpose yep. platform. They used to be the shooty, the fighty, the dynamic. And now this is the bully unit, I think. This is the, the yeah, unit. Everything definitely. else is MSU around this bully core, but this bully core isn't just one unit that you can combat squad maybe, but usually won't, um, that you can mm. gate around. This is three, four, hell, six of the damn things, if you want, that you can re-rack and chuck in multiple times. Um, and that, although they are more expensive than I'd, I accept for a, a tradable unit, they're not that crazy expensive when you take into they're not the, crazy expensive they're yeah. 120 points space with the setup i'm running them they're 170 points which is uh, at a margin where if i lose them it's, it's ten, not it's, the end of the world it's 10 points less than the redemptor c- outfit i take it's, yeah i take out i take three i, I yeah. take three redemptors sometimes at 185 yeah um, and, and they yeah. they they do different things they do different and the same thing as redemptors a little bit right um they're more durable in some ways less durable in others mm-hmm. um the shooting is probably a little less good, probably. Yeah, it's, it's probably a little less good. Well, I do think yeah. you can put more you can put more buffs on uh, Redemptor in the Space Marine book than you can. Yeah. Um, actually, is yeah, that true? They, is that true? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's yes, true. No. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like, but either way, like Redemptors are a good unit. So having a unit that's similar to those exactly uh, it's performs not a bad in a similar way hmm. is a good thing. Um, so. Yeah, I, I do rate them. Um, I think they're I think they're a solid unit, and you can um, yeah, if you like them and you're enjoying playing with them, 100% go for it. I have been, and I think they're a serious pick that you can take. Uh, I might also now on the other end of the scale. I'm now experimenting with not running any, not even the Grandmaster Dread Knight. Nice. I want to get a, I want to I just want to get a feel of that opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, do I actually find that I need? the activator unit of the Grandmaster Dreadnought to play mm. around, or is it just something that's good to have in the toolbox? So, yep. yeah. Um, 
Indeed. But yeah, that's that's mainly the data sheets you need to know. Apart mm. from the fact that my boy Paladins got murdered in this book, they can't even. You know, they can't <laughs> even cast two powers. They can only cast one. I thought they. I thought they could cast two. I thought they could cast two last week, and now I learned this week that they can only cast one unless they spend a CP to cast an additional. And I'm just just looking at my boys and just, <laughs> look how God, they massacred like, my boy. <laughs> look how they massacred my boys. They it's, just it's it's not like they were broke, but they were like the single they were star. Crazy like, good man. Yeah. You yeah. loved them. For me now they're just forty seven points of disappointment and I, I hate that. <laughs> you know? Oh, I love you, dude. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm really well, sorry, the, boys. The thing is you get three dread knights for the same cost as that unit now. The same cost as that ten man you used to take. Three dread knights. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely and it's fine. Like, Oh man, they could do so many cool things. They, they could have done so many cool ways to buff this unit, and they just made them this weird. Well, they're just going hybrid. through. They're just going through the cycle. What was good last edition? Termies yeah. and Paladins were okay. Well, let's just make them bad and everything else good. You know, this is fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> is that fine. is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they have to make two yeah. things bad to make six things good, I think we can live with it. Um, yeah, and at least with Power Armor, you have a lot more options than just Terminators and Paladins. Exactly now you have, right. Like, uh, you know, oh man. Well, in part two of this, uh, I sit down with Mr. Ben Sherwin, who makes the case for Paladins. So, may, everyone oh, may need to well, tune into I'm that. Be, I will be tuning into that because I, I want yeah, him to convince me. He makes a legitimate. He makes a legitimate case for him. I'm not sure if even he says he's not sure if this is the right thing. But I did want to figure out a way I could use this unit, and I think he did. I think he went as far down the rabbit hole as he could. But dude, on that note, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah, it's already been a long episode as it is. Oh, I'm sorry for uh, ranting for as long as I'm I did, but I hope everyone at home enjoyed that ranting because this is premium ranting. You're not going to hear <laughs> this anywhere <laughs> else. I <laughs> uh, love you, dude. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. Thank you, everybody who's uh, stayed with us. Hopefully, this has been an enjoyable ride for you. Hopefully, you've learned some things, especially some of the janky, 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 crazy stuff. And hopefully, if you avoid being bad touched once by this, this stuff, the, the two hours or so you've listened to this episode has been worthwhile for you. If not, hopefully, it's just been a fun ride and entertaining for you. If uh, if if the very least, we're entertaining, um, if not informative. But, dude, um, what can people expect from you? I mean, we don't have any events coming up in the near future. Are you going to be in any TTS tournaments or anything people can tune uh, into? I probably, unfortunately, will not be signing up to any TTS tournaments because I don't want to be tied down uh, with uh, just like work and life uh, commitments. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to have to sort of play around that. But in saying that, if you see me, again, my handle is Vandalix and both the Art of War and the Art of War Down Under um, Discord. If you play TTS and would like a game, feel free to message me because I will definitely still schedule games with people. I just don't want to mm-hmm. be tied down to the fact that I have to play six games yeah, in a pod and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, at, at all hours yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. At all hours. It gets pretty crazy. But um, yeah, definitely feel free to message me, even if not for a game, just to talk about Grey Knights because as you can tell, I'm a Warhammer 40k addict. It's a problem. I go see <laughs> someone about it. Um, it's not a problem. It's Adam and he makes it yeah, work. But yeah, look, yeah, honestly, I, I, I like to stress that I'm really open Please come talk to me. Uh, I'm lonely in lockdown, so. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Dude, please do. Uh, Stu is a wonderfully approachable gent. Thank you so much again for being on. Thank you so much for all your continued support. Thank you Everybody very much, Adam. There. Dude, yeah, have a great night. Good night, everybody. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. I've, I don't know what's coming up in the future. We've got a bit of a gap. We've got the Orcs Codex coming out, and we've, helped, we've already viewed, viewed the damn thing. So hopefully we're going to have a stats episode. Meta. Yeah, Dale, we're going to have a stats episode coming up in a couple of weeks. I wanted to give Orcs, uh, Grey Knights, and T-Suns a couple of weekends to percolate some scores. Well, I was meant to win a GT in Tasmania this last weekend oh, well, with Grey Knights, I'm and uh, it didn't happen. Well, I was, I was meant to win a major in Narracourt a couple of 
months ago. But no, never mind. Um, dude, thank you so much again. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much to all the support, all the supporters, and all the patrons, and everybody else who's done in any way tuned in or consumed my content. I love you all. Stay safe. Take care of each other. And see you soon. Say goodnight, Stu. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.